You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that talks about uh, that that tries to sh- talk about wrestling for two hours and typically go over, sometimes uh, way over. Uh, and th- today, I don't know if we'll go way over today. Next week, we're gonna go over. We're gonna go over next hard week. Next week, <laughs> next week, we're just gonna commit to the bit that it's not gonna be two hours. <laughs> And that's okay. And that's okay. Because it can't be. It I'm can't gonna, be two hours. I'm going to clear my schedule on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah Sunday I'm going to clear my schedule. Maybe uh, we'll just start earlier. <laughs> maybe. There's an idea there. There's certainly Might an idea there. Because there's a lot to uh, talk about that next week. But we got a lot to talk about this week as well. Uh, more New Japan Cup stuff. We got some main event NOAA results flying in. Woo, oh, hot off the presses. Hot off the presses. I got all these papers in front of me. They're super... Woo, they're hot off the presses. Uh, we also got... Uh, is that a fun bit? Uh, we also got the uh, Impact Sacrifice happening this uh, week. We have some dream matches allegedly happening this week as well. We also got Stardom Cinderella Tournament next, happening next week as well. Uh, and a bunch of other nonsense. But uh, I'm your host, Ryan Knightsey, if I haven't introduced myself yet. I'm joined, as always, by Scotty. Scotty, how are you doing today? Well, what's the story, Ryan? Why are you welcoming me to this show? What's the story, Ryan? You're right. You're right. Uh, I, I should have done a, a package, video package before of us meeting and our history together. Yep. Highlight yep. reel of all of our times on the show. All 87 episodes plus. Okay, I expect it next week when we have a three-hour show. <laughs> Anyways, hello, everybody. I'm here. Um, this is the second... St- so so we've done this show for long over a year now. And yeah. this is the second straight week I have forgotten to ask Ryan, what are we going to talk about today? I, I, haven't done, I haven't done Cody justice by saying, what do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And that's my bad. That's my bad. But I'm here. I'm ready to talk wrestling. Here's the hope and I watched it all. Here's the hope and I know what we're talking about. So let's get it. Let's get into it, baby. We got we got let's topics. Get dirty. Let's get a little grimy. Let's get, get a muddy. Little... <laughs> let's start off. I don't know off. why this mud. Let's... I don't know why this mud. I, <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> let's start off with uh the dream match announcement. Uh this Thursday. Tony Khan, of course, tweeted out a graphic that everyone has been hoping for the past two years, and that is Kenny Omega. It was Friday. Whatever. <laughs> Kenny Omega, <laughs> El Kijo, Del Vikingo, one-on-one. This match has been planned for years. This was trying to happen before the pandemic started, and then after the pandemic was still raging on, they were going to do it, and then Omega got injured, and they couldn't do it. And now, and then it became okay. The the AAA relationship got a little wonky, <laughs> got a little, a little, got very wonky. Um, and now uh, we have a U.S. visa for Vikingo, and he's showing up on AEW Dynamite this Wednesday. 
to face Kenny Omega in a singles match. First one, first one since before Full Gear, I believe. Like Full Gear, like two years ago, I think. Um, yeah, 2021. Yeah, so Kenny Omega singles match on Dynamite. That's a huge deal. And uh, he happens to be facing uh, the preeminent, probably, Mexican luchador uh, today. <laughs> so, uh, it, of course, caused a bunch of drama, a bunch of discourse. Yeah, now, as any dream match should, as any <laughs> exciting announcement should, we had to have drama about a guy that's going to come in and sh- show the world how good he is because some people are stupid. Yeah, and I want to talk about those people and how stupid they are. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. This mother trucker is having a dream match, and I get it. We're gonna say we're not gonna we're not gonna name names. Not gonna you name can connect names. the dots on who we're talking about. You can connect it. You can connect the dots to who I am talking about. But this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> just gets super aggressive off top. No, it's just like it's it's interesting also that it came like this this was the AEW discourse this week. Like it after like a weird episode of Dynamite with like a decent amount of stuff to like actively criticize, I think. The discourse we chose was about a dream match Omega versus Vikingo, right? And I get that Vikingo uh may not be a wrestler you follow. Uh may not be someone you're wholly familiar with uh maybe dream matches at the end of the day are subjective right you know it's it's the idea of who do i want to see the most wrestle against each other um and at the end of the day the guy that tweeted dream matches the goddamn promoter of the company so he of course is going to goddamn promote the match <laughs> as he as he is want to do um but it's ridiculous a myth it's ridiculous that. that this was the discourse this week about uh, this not being a dream match. First of all, first of all, you uh, let's address the elephant in the room. You don't know who Vikingo is, right? Look him up! <laughs> he has match after match after match for free on YouTube. You can watch for free. I know for a fact you can watch matches on his, of his on YouTube for free. You can watch the Bandito match, I think, for free on YouTube. If I'm not mistaken. And people know Bandito, if you're an AEW viewer. Secondly, they did a fucking video package of the guy on Friday, on Rampage. And I'm sorry if we're getting five, six minutes into the show and I'm getting already heated about this. But this is, I came in hot. I came hot and he- heavy, Scotty. I came super hot and heavy. You took you took my gimmick. I did. Usually, usually I'm the one coming in yeah, tossing things. But, 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 but let me talk to you. But let me talk to you. Here's the funniest part, right? This was like the big problem I think we we all had at one point with AEWs that we weren't introducing people. Yes. That was a thing. That was a real thing. Yeah. Once, maybe like a year or two ago. Sure. Certainly not now. Yet, some people like to live in the past. Some people can't realize shit has changed. And we're not naming and, names. No, we're not naming names. Not naming names, and I'm gonna I'm gonna name a certain example that was used, and we're, I'm gonna tell you why it was a stupid example to begin with. Tell me why, Scotty. I'll tell you why. But but El Hijo del Vikingo, this guy, pound for pound, arguably one of the best luchadors in the world, one of the most impressive 
craziest wrestles you'll ever see. Yeah. You put a video package on Friday, watch it for yourself. Is it long? No. Does it give you enough information to understand why the match is happening? Sure does. Mm -hmm. And, and, oh, my favorite part was, I, I, someone was like, if I'm flipping through the channels Mm -hmm. and I see this show on, and you see this guy do what he's going to do. Yeah. I feel like he's probably going to stop you in your tracks a little more than some of the random Jim Bobs that we've had walk into this company. And right? If, and you know? if not, and if he doesn't stop you in the tracks, surely the guy he's wrestling will stop you in yeah, the tracks. Yeah, like when, when Kenny absolutely hums this guy across the ring. <laughs> like, I feel like we might figure it out. But, oh, my God. You would have thought that Tony Khan announced an entire tournament of nobodies (laughs) and we were just gonna have to accept it that's what you would have thought this match is a legitimate dream match he didn't lie about it i'm always worried when someone says dream match i'm like oh dear god what's it gonna be because last time it was like orange cassidy and shibata i was like that's not a dream match that is a match that is happening that's 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 shibata's dream match (laughs) Yeah, it's like that is no one's dream match. But it, but That's dream right. match is a Shabbat. term that has gotten uh, overplayed recently. Like it, like I mean, especially like indie promotions and stuff. Like constantly saying this is a dream match, and it's like two people that have wrestled before. It's like Joey Janela <laughs> and fucking Junakiyama. Dream match. And it's like whose dream is that? It's <laughs> a nightmare. But but one of the one of the examples I saw used to explain this situation. Uh-huh. Was what if what if we just booked Okada on Dynamite and didn't give him a video package? And I was like, "You motherfucking idiot!" One, I can guarantee you, Tony Khan will never get the chance to do that, so it doesn't matter because yeah. you're never just going to get to book Kazuchika Okada without any story to begin with. And two, do you remember when the guy walked out on Dynamite? He had the biggest pop of the night, you. And then, and anyway. then that was Okada doing story. That guy, Okada, popped up as a surprise, and then did that. That was all story to build into yeah. uh, his match of yeah. Forbidden Door. It sure was. Uh, so ultimately, my point is there is no reason to fight about all this. It's stupid. Uh, this is an actual dream match. Tony Khan did not let us down on that, and I'm excited for it. I, my favorite take about all of this is that uh, that why randomly showcase Vikingo in this match? If he's that big of a deal, why don't you have him wrestle uh, one match and then wrestle a bunch of matches to eventually get to this one? As like a you know we need to see him wrestle a bunch and oh, get yeah, to that, that thing, stupid. right? Like that first of all, how do you know this isn't the first match? How do you know this isn't the first match to showcase? to the American audience who Vikingo is. How do you know that we're, this is going to end up at, I don't know, Vikingo versus, let's say, a title match. I don't know, what's a good title for Vikingo to wrestle for? Is there some sort of, like, international title that Vikingo could wrestle for, maybe? I don't know. Maybe that's an eventual match you do with Vikingo. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just a thought. Just a thought. But, you know, let's say this is the first match. What did, what's the best way to showcase Vikingo to an American audience than one of your biggest stars in the company who has wanted to wrestle this guy for years and not only wrestle him, 
put him over. Remember how this all started was Kenny was going to lose the title to Vikingo. And so the guy willing at one point in time, maybe still now, to put over this man again in his first singles match in year, in a year and a half or something like that. How is this not the biggest showcase for this man? How is this not what you're asking for? Why do you want him to start wrestling against Griff Garrison on Dark Elevation? Why not have this guy wrestle against your biggest star? And then down the line, you can have, if he can show up again, have him wrestle someone else. Because now he can start drawing, right? Isn't that the point of booking a promotion? Isn't this now well-booked? And I get it. Again, you're subjective about these opinions, Scotty. And, you know, I some people just feel like, you know, for me, a dream match is the best star in, in AEW, Kenny Omega, versus, I don't know, anyone from WWE. Because to me, WWE is the pinnacle of wrestling. I don't know. Maybe that's showing bias. I don't know. Maybe that, maybe I'm biased to thinking WWE is the best wrestling promotion when it sucks right now and Vince is actively booking creative. And apparently there's a bunch of people thinking that's okay. That's fine. You good? <laughs> I'm not good. <laughs> I'm stressed. Uh, I'm stressed. So- I gained a pound because of stress. Because of fucking tweets that are stupid. It's stupid, Scotty. Why are we? Why are? Why are we talking about this? Why is this a discussion? Why is that a dream match for him to wrestle against WWE people? Why is it not a dream match for any other the top wrestler in another promotion? How is that not a dream match? Like because, even if even if you're right, being sub, even right. if it's subjective opinion, can't you see that objectively a lot of people feel like it is? Right, right, right. Objectively. The, the person we were talking about is wrong. Um, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm, not, I'm just talking about in general. I'm not, yeah, about, sure. I'm not picking up specific examples. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, Remember last week I actively said, called out someone and said, block this person? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually different for once. Yeah. Um, anyways, my, my whole point with this, and, and this is my favorite part about all this, because of this stupid discourse about it, yeah, and how, oh, we're, you know, we're just bringing a guy in that not everyone may know. Also, you know, this is coming months after Bandito came in yep. and became a fan favorite by challenging Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor Championship. But no, 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 no. And Tony blew Gallagher people away. Yes, yes, exactly. And now, and now, Vikingo has a better shot because he's fighting a better wrestler. Yeah, well, that's besides the point. And and in in some, I would not. I don't know if I would necessarily say this, but I think people could argue Vikingo is a better luchador, better wrestler than Bandito. I think some people could make that argument. <laughs> Vikingo, yeah, I, I'm. I want to give my thoughts about the match after this because there is one move I hope this motherfucker does not try because <laughs> I've seen him mess it up so many times. Yeah. I do not want him to do it. Um, but my favorite conversation of all of this isn't this stupid discourse. It's the fact that AAA had to lose out on the one match they wanted to book to get back in bed with Tony Khan because they wanted to play ball with WWE. That's my favorite part of all this. But no, we're not talking about that, of course, because we're talking about, oh my God, I can't believe they booked a really cool match. Yeah, Villains. Terrible. You're right. This isn't just like Vikingo coming in and wrestling a match against Omega. This is 
the AAA relationship seems to be better. There was even that report saying that, like, you know, they had a meeting and it came out good. You know, it, like they're yeah. they're back on the same page. Yeah, because so. Tony Khan got told, yeah, you could do Omega and Vikingo on your television show. Yeah, and he was like, ah, all right. Because when the Booker of you guys aren't too bad. When the Booker of AAA was being asked, hey, can you uh, induct your friend into the Hall of Fame? And he was like. What if we also had some sort of interpromotional stuff? And they said no. He was like, "All right, uh, hey AEW, you want to you want to go back in business? <laughs> you want to go back yeah, in business with much, each other?" Like, that's essentially what happened, in my opinion. I don't know that for sure. Yeah, I, this is all this is all subjective, but, you know, uh, conjecture. But it sure seems that way because AAA has said time and time again, this is the match they want. We watched what Tony Khan was willing to give to a partner mm-hmm. to keep a keep a relationship good. And that was Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the first time in a New Japan ring. But you, you did the Dragon Lee over FTR thing. Mm-hmm. You said you kind of wanted to work with WWE. This is what you get. This is what you get, AAA. Now you're back in good graces. You'll probably get your match of Kenny and Vikingo, I'm sure, on a triple mania. I'm I'm pretty positive you'll get that. If Omega wins, I would have to imagine. That I think be. Omega wins because Omega winning on AEW television and then going to going to Mexico and losing makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Um, so that's what I'm guessing. And then everyone wins. Everyone wins. It's perfect. Um, also the fact the little fact that Kenny Omega's what after Wednesday, his two singles matches in a row will be with Will Ospreay and Vikingo is in fucking sane, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. In fucking sane. Uh, but dream match aside, exciting. It, it is. It is so exciting. I hate tossing the dream match label on anything because it, it sets up expectations as well. But, hey, at least we didn't call it the greatest wrestling match ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. In yeah. un- unrelated news, Triple uh, A uh, does have a Triple Mania uh, scheduled uh, April sixteenth, a month away, <laughs> uh, and Vikingo does not currently have a match announced for it. <laughs> unrelated, unrelated. Though sure. I feel like he never did. So <laughs> yeah, last I, 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 year. and he was their champion for an entire year. Yeah. So uh, good morning to Noob in the Twitch chat. Uh, they said that the match with Vikingo is going to be awesome. I agree. I, I mean, the match itself, beyond all the the, the silly discourse about this match. The match is going to rule. The match is going to rule ass. Uh, Vikingo is great. We've seen him have several great matches before. He's a fantastic luchador. Omega is, this is obviously a guy he is wanting to work for years now and is in a way healthier, posi- way healthier position to have a great match of this guy. Uh, it's going to be wild, honestly. And I'm, I guess I'm only slightly nervous. If I had like slight nerves to not try to, to try to lower my expectations a little bit, you know, it's like Omega has. A, I mean, can you? Omega, I guess, has slowed down like one notch, right? After all these surgeries and everything, but he's still great, right? He's still great. Has he? I don't know. I guess we'll find out on Wednesday. Really, <laughs> I <laughs> watched the Osprey match. I did not see a single notch. But that match yeah. was that match had a, like a lot more story stuff than work rate stuff, and a lot if a lot of the work rate stuff was Omega shoving Osprey through head through a table. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess you didn't get to see like. I don't know. I think he's smart enough that it doesn't matter. I think I, I guess what I mean to say is that like he slowed down his, his his speed just a little bit because he's changed his style a little bit. He's not really he's not necessarily doing the uh, G one climax Naito, 
you know, off the wall shooting, you know, <laughs> jump springboard to the outside nonsense anymore, right? He's he's uh, changed his style a, a little bit. Uh, Vikingo can do that to him, surely. Uh, and I'm sure he will. Uh, you said that there was one move you don't want to see Vikingo do. What move is that? Oh my god, he cannot try to do the 450 Poison Rana. He can't do it. I have watched this guy try this move. He's done it. He's hit it. I've yeah. seen him hit it. I've yeah. seen him hit it. But I have more often than not seen him almost kill himself and the person he's doing it to on multiple occasions. Yeah. It is not an easy move. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, dude, like, I can't believe you keep messing up. No, I can't believe you keep messing up because it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Don't try it. Do everything else in your arsenal. You don't need to do the 450 Poison Rana to get people on your side. Trust me. You can do a normal Poison Rana. You can do your 630 splashes. You can do everything else that you do, Vikingo. Just don't do this. Please do not do it. Now, if he does it and he hits it, then I'll shut the fuck up. I'm going to pop out of my chair. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Exactly. But I think think I've seen him try it five or six times now. Mm -hmm. He's hit it twice. Clean. Two, two out of two out of five, two out of six. It's not a good percentage <laughs> that's not, that's... in pro. Not a good percentage in a pro wrestling match. Yeah, in baseball, congratulations, Mike Kego, you're doing great. In wrestling, no, no, it's uh, no, in in he's never going to perfect it. You know why? Because it's a ridiculous move to pit. The fact he's hit it once is insane. You know, we have when you have Will Osprey saying it's actually not possible. You know, <laughs> that that's a move that like that's a that's move. a match I want to see more than anything else. Is Osprey and Viking, and we'll never get that. That yeah yeah we'll never get that match unless Osprey signed with the AW, which I, mean, I don't it, want to happen. If he if right he was going to go anywhere to the states, obviously I feel like at this rate it'll be AEW. Um, why, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, because I'm trying to think of the move in my head, it's really not dependent on like the gut, the base, right? It's just like you just have to kind of stand there and then catch the guy immediately and then fall and then go back. It is, there is literally no way to make that a yeah. guarantee. It's a hundred percent like it's a, it's one of those moves that like you see it in 2022 and you're like, oh, great, that move is insane. And then ten years from now, you'll see a bunch of luchadors doing it. You know? Yeah, because like, they'll, it's they'll, more they'll figure out the right way to do it. Yeah, it's it's as athletes get better, that move will become more popular, and then everyone will be losing their entire gourd. Like I can't wait ten years from now to see Commander do it, uh, or, or <laughs> some some random person to do it. Uh, Someone yeah. in WWE will be doing it in ten years, so that's when you'll be like, oh, all right. I can't wait to see Soul Ruka do it on on SmackDown. <laughs> just pick someone random if soul ruka does it then i might lose my shit <laughs> <laughs> uh let's let's move right along um let's talk about this jake lee let's talk about this jake should, or uh, no should, or should we be happy a little bit should we be happy or should we be sad i don't know uh let's just continue the sadness maybe and we'll pick it back up uh jake lee jake lee noah this is so this would be spoilers this would be spoilers i maybe have already spoiled it since i just said what the topic was about but that's besides the point. Uh, spoilers, I guess, for the Noah. Be happy about it. Noah Great Voyage. Yeah, be happy about it. Noah Great Voyage show that happened this morning uh, on Japan, of course. Um, 
It was Jake Lee versus Kaito Kiyomiya. Of course, this is spoilers. I have no idea how long the segment's going to be, so just uh, weary for that, I guess. But we're going to talk about it. I watched the match this morning. Uh, you. So, yeah, Scotty, did you watch the match? <laughs> no, I did not. And I'm laughing. Yeah. To give a preface of why I'm laughing. Okay. I am laughing because I had 75 chances this morning to watch it. And I kept saying to myself... Uh, I woke up early. I woke up like right before it actually started in live real time. And mm-hmm. I said, I don't I don't have a good feeling about this. I don't know. Mr. Jakey Jake might not uh might not come through for me here. So I was like, you know what? I'll go back to sleep. Then I woke up at eight and I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch it now. And then I saw the results. I said, I'll see Ryan at nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I woke up at uh, seven thirty and I watched this match, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's a disappointing one, Scotty. It's a disappointing one. I slapped a three on it. <laughs> I did not enjoy this match. Jake Lee wins, defeats Kaito I... Kimia. Now, again, in context, real quick, Scotty, this was Kaito Kimia's first title fence following his match against Kazuchika Okada. This was his first title defense, and he loses the title. I could, I could never see you enjoy Jake Lee. I did not. I I know your I know your preference of wrestling style, kind of, not fully. Yeah. Because I think I think everyone's taste changes a little bit. Oh, work oh, work ready effort guy, you know. Yeah, couldn't be Jake Lee in any <laughs> less way. I because I was gonna ask after watching this match to you because I know you've seen Jake Lee in all Japan before, uh, and I have not. Has Jake Lee always wrestled like this? And by that I mean boring. Uh... I've always known that he has no uh, zero charisma, but. I watched this match and it felt like I was watching like Roman Reigns and Noah. It, it, um, it felt like this match was like structured like the Okada Kiyomiya match, but Jake Lee was Okada. And I was like, why is Kiyomiya working from underneath this entire match? <laughs> yeah, um, he is pretty boring. I, this is why I've joked and said he will be the end of Noah if he wins. Um, there were moments when Jake Lee was just standing there. <laughs> I was like, "Do something, man!" <laughs> I've seen him. Something. I've seen him have actual great matches. Okay, but that is far less than I've seen him deliver you a stinker. <laughs> and he, when he left all Japan, I said, "Okay, all Japan has a chance to be fixed now." Mm-hmm. So does that give you an understanding of how I felt about this man? Yikes. Yikes. And when he kept saying he wanted to go to New Japan, I said, fuck off. <laughs> Sonata's got it covered, buddy. Get away. Sonata's so much better than this guy. They wrestled the same style. They wrestled the methodic, and, and Sonata doesn't like wrestling this style, but this is the New Japan main event style, so yeah. he wrestles it because he doesn't have a he hasn't figured out, and I haven't seen the match from today. Maybe he had a good one. I was about uh, to say, I was Mark like, maybe, Davis. maybe he's changed it up. I'm sure Mark Davis and him didn't go 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> looks, up, looks up, 30, 45. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Jake, Jake Lee, yeah, he's not good. 
He's not good. He has a lot. Like you say, he has Roman Reigns to him, but like to me, the difference is Roman Reigns entertains me. Roman Reigns is doing something when he's just standing there. Yeah, he's talking. Like Jake Lee literally just stands <laughs> and like makes stupid fucking faces. And looks like a goof. Like he doesn't even have like a superstar look. He looks like a dweeb. <laughs> he kind of stinks. Yeah. And I I looked at my match ratings for him. This was the best match rating I gave in this entire however many Noah matches I've seen of him so far. Like I've seen him have a bad match with Kento. Kento's, I think, a better wrestler than Kaito Kiyomiya. I think Kaito gets the best out of his opponents. Mm-hmm. If Kento can't get Jake Lee his best match, not many people can get what Jake you, Lee a great match. I'm going to look this up. What do you think Jake Lee's... I'm going to cage match. What do you think it's, Jake Lee's highest rated match is? It's absolutely against Kento because I've seen him have good matches with Kento. I've just seen him have stinkers with Kento. <laughs> what's, what's the number? What's the number you think? What's, uh, his highest rated singles match. I don't know. It has to have around nine. Yeah, nine point zero one against Kento in twenty nineteen. He has. He has two. And that was but be- that was before he went. Oh, he went through the uh, character change to this heel, Darth Vader Overlord loser <laughs> shit. He. It just was boring, man. And and so it it was the writing was on the wall because earlier in the night he gets two more faction members, which were Tadasuke leaving Congo, and Yohei uh, joined up to run rough shot, quote-unquote, over the junior division and joined good-looking guys, which, you know, just happens to be just five guys. It's it's just happens to be five guys who are all good-looking. They're more so just five guys than... <laughs> I cannot believe in the same weekend, the same weekend that just four guys becomes just five guys... The the jokey sort of like other faction that have a similar name also gets five guys. <laughs> do we hear ourselves, people? Do you hear what we're talking about? We're talking about two factions in the world of Puro. One's called just five guys, and the other one's called good looking guy. That features five guys. <laughs> But yeah, well, so, so Tadasuke and Yohei join good-looking guys with Jack Morris, Jake Lee, and uh, uh, Anthony Green. So I was like, all right, now Jake Lee is an actual faction. Instead of like a tag team, a trios team, there's a faction now of good-looking guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have something to say, and this has nothing to do with Jake Lee, but it also very much has something to do with Jake Lee. They absolutely finished Kaito Kiyomiya. Yeah, so we haven't even talked about that part. He, they're going to try to redeem him again. They're like, going to try. They do it. That's just a constant story, apparently, at this point. Like, they buried this man. Six feet under. He Lost to, listen, I know he was going to lose to Okada. We all know yeah. he was going to lose to the Okada. But that was a huge platform for your champion. Yes. And and people are getting excited to see him. And what's next? How does he bounce back? He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. That's the, that's the secret. 
This felt a lot like when he lost to Muto Mm -hmm. in a very bad match two years ago, and he had to redeem himself and become this whole new character that we have seen over time. Yeah. Why would you want to do that again? What's the... Why... So I, I was trying to think about that. I mean, there's the there's the financial issue of this is that Kiyomiya was your champion. Any show that wasn't the Muto show, and it sucks nowadays that Kiyomiya has to constantly be compared to Muto in every sort of facet, but it's like any non-Muto show that Noah was running, Kiyomiya was champion up on top of the card, and it wasn't really drawing. It was not doing well. So you have a guy that isn't really drawing his champion. And and any sort of other booking logical scenario, it's like, well, this guy isn't really working. We need someone else to put it on. But the guy we're putting it on is the former, one of the former top guys of a smaller promotion that has sort of not really been like main event level yet of this promote of Noah at all yet. He's been like tag matches and, some single stuff. Like, he hasn't really done this yet, and now we're shoving him directly, giving him an entire faction around him, and shoving him directly into the main event picture as champion, and want him to draw post-Mudo. He was in a smaller promotion than Noah, like, like actively smaller in attendance than Noah, and we're doing this. At the same time, we're also kind of doing an All Japan invasion, and we're going to put a former All Japan guy... As the champion, like it's, it, I, I'm just baffled. I'm baffled by this the whole thing. In, uh, I, I joked and said, in it, Cyberfight has a real, real impressive week ahead because they had three huge shows, all three of their major promotions. I know they have Gambare, but Gambare is there. They don't care about them as much. <laughs> uh, it's just the truth. But they had three major shows for their three top promotions. And each of them have world title matches. Yeah. I wasn't worried about TJPWs because I understood what they were doing there. Well, I was worried. I was worried that they weren't going to crown a new champion. In the other two companies, I was worried they were going to crown a new champion. And we got check one done. And for those who may not watch DDT, they have this guy who's kind of a dweeb. Just like Jake Lee, who doesn't belong in the main event, and they might crown him as well. But my whole point here is, Jake Lee is a guy who failed in all Japan. He didn't succeed, people. They constantly tried with him. Constantly trying with him. He failed as triple crown champion. He failed as a main event star. There's a reason they went back to Kento time and time again. Okay? He wanted to go to New Japan. He wanted to be in the G1. He didn't get any of that. I think he was the only guy talking about that, about him wanting to be in the G1. Oh, he sure was. He comes to Noah. They sign him to a deal. That's great. Congratulations. Sure. You know, he's kind of a name on the Piro scene. That doesn't mean he is a good name. It doesn't mean he's a main event level draw. To go for a, no, he couldn't do it in all Japan. <laughs> he couldn't do it in all Japan. To go for Muto as your top draw, and I'm not. And you listen, people. If you're gonna have a world champion, he's gotta be your top draw. Yeah. 
He's got to be, especially when you don't have the legends to play to. He's got to be a needle mover. To go to from Muto to Jake Lee is disgusting. It's awful. Noah, I don't even know what you do. I don't even know what you do. I don't. I don't know what makes sense to beat Jake Lee. I don't know who makes sense. Listen, I gave you guys credit for taking chances with like Jack Morris against Kaito Kiyomiya yeah. and, you know, taking chances here and there. Cause you don't know, this isn't taking a chance. You've seen what Jake Lee can do on top of a company and that's bury it much like you just buried Kaito Kiyomiya. So congratulations. Good luck. I want to cheer on Noah because there is a lot of talented wrestlers there that I really enjoy. Jake Lee isn't one of them. I rest my case. And I, I only saw the main event. I only saw the main event, so I don't know how the rest of the show was. I heard the tag match was good. The the GHC tag title match. Yeah, I heard that was good. Okay, yeah, yeah. That I mean, yeah, we had a uh, Kento Miyahara show up, so that's fun. That's an exciting All Japan member uh, showing up in Noah. I'm excited for that. That, yeah. I mean, that's gonna be on all Japan show, but uh, I'm sure I'll be back around on Noah at some point. I, I'm I'm a, I'm into like the all Japan Noah feud stuff. It's just I like Jake Lee is a former all Japan guy, and if it's gonna be sort of like this versus faction war, not faction, but promotional warfare thing, Jake Lee is not like saying it. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's exuding at all. Like I'm part of like all Japan side. Like he's not part of that story, but he wins the world Good. title. You know yeah, what I mean? Out of the story, yeah. Well, like it's like if he wins the world title and he's still like somewhat associated with all Japan, then it's part of the story. But it's not. But it's it is kind of, but also not. He has um. He thankfully has nothing to do with the story yet, and I hope we keep it that way. Yeah, we're keeping it more. It's it's weird because it's supposed to be more of the Kensuke office story yes. than anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah but they true. brought Kano and Manabu Soya into it. Mm-hmm. For the tag title match on Tuesday. So it's like, well, it's kinda all Japan versus Noah. Which is cool. I'm all for it. Yeah. Again. But then you're gonna get to a point where it's like, well, don't you have to include Jake Lee? He's the guy that jumped ship and left. And I, I do think it's funny that after that happens, they're like, Yeah, let's work together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. The whole yeah. thing's fascinating, folks. You know, uh, I, 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 I feel like I, I feel like just to close this out, I feel like there was a a better shot with I don't know, like Jack Morris winning the title. You know, we know he, you know, the crowd likes him, and he, he's unheard of in sort of a main event talent. So I don't know, maybe, maybe there's a better argument there. I don't know. Anyways, um, I, uh, I don't think anyone was a good choice to dethrone Kaito that wasn't like proven. Yeah. It's just wild to be like, we understand that compared to Muto, which my argument for that is like, well, yeah, because all the Noah fans are going to save up to try to watch these Muto shows and not Kiyomiya stuff. So it's it's he's handicapped by all these big old Muto shows. Uh, and they're all saving their money probably for that. Um, but then it's also like, okay, so he's like unproven as a, he's not, he's not proving well as a draw. And instead of like working on it and building him up, we're going to have him lose again, which might really hurt him detrimentally as forever the rest of this time as a draw. Um, and go to a guy that is heartily not proven as a draw 
in all Japan. It's just it's just a wild decision that that office is making. But at the end of the day, it's Noah. They make decisions like this every once in a while, and it's silly. Let's talk about Stardom. Let's talk about Stardom. Uh, their tournament, the Cinderella tournament, is happening next week, or it's starting next week with night one next Sunday. Um, we might cover that. Uh, there would be that Sunday morning, and Scotty, I'm sure, will be covering that live and then doing this show. Now, that I think about it right after. Maybe we'll discuss that a little bit later, Scotty, about scheduling. But uh, uh, maybe we'll talk about that show. Um, yeah. But otherwise, uh, let's talk about the thing. Because it is a tournament, like we all doing love doing here. We got a bracket. We got a bracket, folks, uh, for the Cinderella tournament. Um, this is tweeted out by We Are Stardom, of course, the English side of Stardom's social media account. Uh, first round starts March 26th. 18 matches on pay-per-view. Round two is April 1st. Quarterfinals April 2nd. Uh, the semifinals and finals on 4-15. It's a Cinderella tournament, so you got the 10-minute time limit, and you can win via pinfall, submission, DQ, countout, or over the top rope to the floor. That over the top rope, it always a confusing element to these sort of <laughs> tournaments because it's like, oh, there's no way this person's losing, but it's like, well, they could go over the top rope. Oh, hot damn. <laughs> hot damn. That's a good way to get around it. So uh, you want to walk through and book book out and give our picks of who we think is going to win the tournament, the Cinderella tournament, and get their wish? Sure. Which we should sure. say. That wish is always going to be for the wonder of stardom title. Well, it has been since 2018. So, yeah, I... We just are going to continue to assume they're not going to change that. Are we also going to assume, and maybe this is tying into your winner or whatnot, are we going to assume that whoever wins this may finally defeat Sayakamitani? Uh, no. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Well, let's go no, through it. I, I, think, uh, I think Mina's beating her. So Let's go through it. Should I have this on our screen if we're doing this? Probably. I wasn't as prepared. Um... I wonder if I could just, could I just do this? Can I just do this? Oh, no, that didn't do anything. And now I've lost, and now I've lost the graphic. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. The graphic here. Boom, baby. This is janky as hell. That's fine. That's fine. Everything's fine, <laughs> folks. Here we go. Everything's fine. Everything's We're okay. Fine. Everything's okay. Don't worry about it. Let's just talk about it. This looks janky as hell. Not as professional as I always like to have it, but it's fine. Uh, let's go through this bracket. Why don't we, Scotty? All right. <laughs> so top top left of the bracket, we got Utami Hajishida versus Nai Takahashi. Uh, and we also have Micah versus Momo Watanabe. Who do you think in on this side of the bracket? Tommy and the Nai draw. <laughs> Great. The first match to draw. Um, and then I think Micah wins. And then Micah just moves forward. Yeah. Quick, quick uh, quarterfinal for all of a sudden. That'd be wild. I also like Micah winning. Uh, uh, I'm going to just say uh, Utami wins. No. I mean, I like your idea here. I'm going to say Nanai wins. Why not? Nanai wins. So I'm going to do Nanai versus Micah. We also have Julia versus Sakurai. My, my, so- Sakurai. my Sakurai. I wonder who's going to win that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we also have Azume versus Suzuki. That's actually, I'm going to circle, circle that one. 
That's oh uh, yeah. I expect Julia obviously. Mm-hmm. Same, 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 same. And then uh, <sighs> that's a that's a big old circle. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say <sighs> last year Hazuki won versus the, these two. Yeah, they they faced off and it was. Uh... I'm gonna say either. It's a draw or a Zumi wins. Azume wins because Azume we know is challenging for the IWGP women. So you would think they would want to book mm. her a little bit. Hazuki just challenged for the wonder. But I also can't see Hazuki winning and then what? Losing to Julia? Beating Julia? Well, Julia can get Julia will get eliminated along the way here. And my my thought here is maybe maybe actually Huzuki, getting eliminated by Hazuki makes the most sense. Hazuki would be the one that would eliminate her if anyone's going to eliminate her. Yeah, right now, unless they're putting her in the quarterfinals, which is always possible. Um, I'm, I'm going to do Azume wins. I'm going to do Azume. Yeah, I'm going to go. With, yeah, I'll go with Azumi. I also thought about it. Well, if Hazuki wins, maybe she'll get a high speed title match, but maybe. Maybe. I'll go with Azumi because of the uh, IWGP title match, and then Mariah May will win as well. Yeah, Mariah versus Rena. Mariah getting a little bit of a, a little bit of a push, tiny bit of a push. Pushy. Did you see? By the way, did you see that Zaya Brookside is now suddenly doing like again independent wrestling bookings? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, why did she leave Stardom all of a sudden? Yeah, she said she'd be back, which I'm sure she will. Um, let's just f- continue this because it's confusing to look at. I got it. I got you. I got you. I'll I'll I'll, I'll lead the way. Okay, good, please. Right. please, please, please. I'll make I'll make life easier for you. Shuri versus Tomoki Inaba, and then Momokogo versus Saki. Uh, I'm super excited for this Shuri. Is that Saki Kashima? Uh, yes. Probably. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm super excited okay. for the Shuri match. Yeah. Super kicks. big old circle. Big old circle. Big old big old kicks and stuff. Now Shuri's gonna win. So I'll move that yeah. along. Yeah. And I don't know. Saki. I don't know. Who's I'm who's Shuri and Saki Kashima? Yeah. I'll do that. And then uh Sai Kamatani versus Mayuyutani. And then Lady C versus X, which we still do not know. Do you know of any? Are there any inklings out there about who that might be? For X, no, <laughs> not a clue. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say X wins. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And then Saya and Mayu. I mean Mayu. I mean Mayu. Mayu, I think should win. That will also. Put up the idea of challenging for the world title or wonder title match, uh, which I would love to see as well. But also, we know down the line she's also challenging for the IWGP Women's. So you would think also a win could be good. Yeah, that's an official challenge. Yeah. Um, but I can also see them both going over the top rope and it being like a draw or something, or a ten minute time limit draw or something. Yeah, I was thinking. Only looking at the other side, I think they might be the other draw of the night. So yeah. I'm actually going to go draw here, and then I'm going to go with X, obviously. 
Um, I, it's, it's just well, it's just wild about it is that this will be a draw and that X automatically like shoots up. Well, we're assuming X wins, I guess. Yeah. Shooting to the other side, Starlight Kid versus Haruka Umasaki and Ami Sare versus Yuna Mizumori. Um, going with Starlight Kid and Easy lock. we'll be going with Ami Sare as well. Uh, also a good lock. I mean, I could see maybe Ami is Yunamon like a someone that could you could see as a challenger for Ami Saray? Uh, no. Okay, then I will get it with Kid and Ami. I don't know anything about Yunamon, so that's why I'm asking. Uh, yeah. start like Kid, easy lock, easy lock for a win. Yeah. What are we talking about? Well, I said that last year, and then she lost in the first round. So. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, that's that. That's the uh, wonderfulness of this damn tournament. Uh, we have Tam Nakano versus Meka. And Natsuko Tora versus Raka, and then Mirai versus Hanan, which is a match. Oh, wait, no, that's not. Yeah, that's the next thing. My bad. My bad. So My we, talk, bad. we talked about this before we started filming, that Tam versus Himeka is a very interesting match to me because you have Himeka on a retirement tour. I could see them maybe pushing her and having a little bit of a thing. Um, but then you also have Tam, who is seemingly just set up as a next challenger for Julia for her World Stardom yep. title. So it's also like, well, you want Tam to look good. So yeah. I'm you know, I think it's either gonna be like a draw or an over the top rope situation. I'm gonna go with draw. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking one of the two. Um It's a t- it's a tough one. I think this is one of the more tougher matchups, honestly. I had Tam as a lock for the longest time, but uh, the Jamaica uh, stuff that's just I don't know yeah. anymore. Because you could always, if you wanted to play to it, you could try to for like a an underdog type run in the mindset that she's retiring, but she's trying to Agreed, get yeah. one last big dub. Yeah, I can um, totally see that. I'm gonna go with it's gonna be a Tamar draw though. I think. Let's go. Let me see here. For Natsuko and Ruaka, I'm going to go with Natsuko. Yeah, I'm going to go with Natsuko as well. I'll go with the draw. Okay, yeah, moving on. We have Mirai versus Hanan, a match I'm very much looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Two of the future main event stars of this promotion. They very much know that just based off their tweets. Um, we'll have Saida versus Miyu Amasaki. And Natsupoi versus Mina Shirakawa, which was the juiciest matchup of the first round until Mina challenged Saya for the title, mm-hmm. officially. Because at one point, I thought Mina was winning this whole thing. So, uh, that's interesting. I'll start at the top. I think Mirai does get the win. Same. Um, though I wouldn't be shocked with an upset. Uh, I'm going to go with Mirai. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mirai, too. But... Uh, if we're looking, if because there's going to be an upset somewhere on both of these brackets. Oh, I know, then, I know which one the upset is. We're co- we're almost up. We're almost up to the upset. We'll have Miyu Amasaki. Uh, be I'm gonna have Miyu Amasaki beat Saida. Saida got pretty far last year, so I think they'll move Miyu Amasaki forward. Um, and then Natsupoi over Mina. I'm gonna do Mirai over Hanan. H a n a n. Hanan. Uh nice. I'm gonna do Saida versus uh, over Amasaki. Just to give her that one match win. Because it's the Cinderella tournament. This is a lot more one of these like undercard people get more wins. I would think. 
So I'm going to do Skiba. Well, they're both undercard. That makes That's true. That's true. Natsupoi versus Mina. Uh, I'm going to say Natsupoi throws Mina over the top rope. Natsupoi's got long hair now. There's something that comes with the long hair. Is getting like over, almost getting over the top rope, but then you get grabbed by your hair. You're like, you're hanging there, like, uh-huh. oh. I think it's extension, so that'd probably be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I think it's extension. I know it's extension. She went from having short hair to long hair within like a, one event to ne- the next. Yeah. Anyways, we'll move to the bottom bracket Koguma versus Tekla. Big old he- circle. And Hina versus Double X. Picking Double X, and I'm picking. Well, this is so Koguma versus Tekla is very interesting. I know that's what I'm saying. Koguma has been in two Cinderella tournaments. Mm-hmm. She's only ever been to the finals. Yeah, ever. And it's a like, shame that, for her to lose in first round. Well, that's why it's interesting, and I do think. Well, it all it all depends on who Double X is. That's the problem. I've been on my own shows, on my own Joshi specific shows. I haven't done these predictions yet because I waited until the last second to see who's going to be X and who's going to be Double X. Yeah. I still don't have my answers, Ryan. I still don't know. So uh, I'm just going to go with Tekla. Tekla should win. Thank you. That is that is a great co-host right there, folks. Knowing knowing that he wants Koguma to win. But goes for the the. Koguma I don't want answer. Koguma to win. No, no, I, I know Tekla you're doing it for me. I understand. Tekla's the best. We all understand it. Tekla should win. Tekla should win the whole thing. We all love her. She's a spider. Right, well, we all love spiders. Gonna, they eat flies. Win the whole thing. Um. All right. So we went through the whole first round. That's really what's next week. So we'll we'll come back to it. But just try to just instead of going through the rest of it, who's your winner? Who do you who do you think's gonna win the tournament? Uh, who is my winner? I'm going to look back at the thing. Um, my winner is probably going to be, I mean, Mina is already challenging. Like you said, I pitched the idea of Mayu challenging, which now in hindsight, I don't think is actually going to be probable. Um, and Hazuki already came, is coming off of a thing. Um, I like the idea of Micah. I like the idea of Micah. If, uh, uh, Micah Hameka final is possible, I think. But I, I like the idea of it being like Micah, you know, separating now that Hameka is retiring, pushing Micah uh, a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Know, now, now that she's no longer part of a tag team, I think the idea of pushing her a little bit more is a, a good idea. That's yeah, Micah is definitely a leader in the clubhouse now. The only reason I don't know if I'll pick her is because I think she beats Julia and by default gets a title match. That's true. That is true. That is true. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, obviously. Um, so that's the only thing holding me back. I'm thinking one of the exes not supported Micah. That's my group here. That's mm-hmm. my... That's my that's my okay, these are the believable. Now if we have a crazy X out of nowhere that no one expects, that's kinda the, that's what will yeah, happen. Yeah. I mean one of your X's is like beating Lady C and, and going up you now, skipping the next round, right? So it's like I don't know, it really depends. I think, you know, you could see Zaya Brookside as next maybe. But I would think maybe they would announce her. You know, you would think other there's other Joshi people they could announce. 
uh, you know, I don't see any prominence people in here, do I? No. Um, but you would think you would think those people would be announced. Yeah, I don't I would, know. I would think so, but you don't. I guess you never really know until it happens. Um, I I do find it interesting. They're both against who they're against, obviously. Yeah, it's like they're going against Heenan and Lady C, so it feels like they're supposed to have like some sort of dominance. They're, they're getting a win. Yeah. What if it's what if it's someone someone completely random? What if it's Jade Cargill? Wanting to go to Japan. Um, if it's Jade fucking Cargill against Lady I C, scream. I'll scream. That'd be. I don't, um, watch, I don't want to see Jade Cargill and her lazy ass on the show. What about this? What about this pitch? Jade Cargill versus Lady C. So we get a little height <laughs> height in this match. Jade Cargill wins. Big tall. Tall J- big. Jade Cargill versus Mayu Itani. Mayu beats Jade Cargill. And then we get Mayu on Dynamite. Yeah, okay, good, good try, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, Scotty, I'm trying. Let's move right along to the next topic point here, which is going to be New Japan Cup. Let's talk about the New Japan Cup. They've had a bunch, this was the big week, really, for New Japan Cup, so there was like five or six shows, something like that. So we'll get to it all the way back to night six. This happened on 312. Um, this was the second round matches matches of Tamatanga versus Aaron Hanare and Hiroki Goto versus Kyle Fletcher. I can start off here saying that I liked the Goto Fletcher match. I did not like it as much as the Yoshihashi Fletcher match, but I still thought it was very good. I don't know. I cannot believe in the year of our Lord 2023 that I'm saying that I liked Yoshihashi more than I liked Goto. I think that is a wild accusation by me, but I did. And uh, Tom and Tonga versus Aaron Hari, that was pretty good. You know, I thought it was pretty good. I, I I wasn't like blown away, but I wasn't underdelivered. I thought Hanari held his own, and Tom and Tonga. Hey, I mean, every time I see Tom and Tonga on on the card, I'm like, oh, who cares? And then I see him wrestle, I'm like, okay, no, he's actually pretty good. <laughs> he he, there's like, okay, here it is. here's what it, here it is. This is gonna be maybe a wild thing. There's something about Tom and Tonga that has, like, a Michael Oku energy about him. Well, I hate Michael Oku, so don't say that to me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but this idea that, like, he is a pretty good wrestler, in my opinion, but then has like, is, like, really good at crowd connection. Like, it has uh, yeah. a really well, that's great That's definitely character. what Tamatanga is good at. Yeah, and Tamatanga has that in spades right now, and it's, like, yeah. it's wild. Because every time I see him, I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then it's like, oh wait, no, it actually was a pretty good match. I was shocked, but yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty good night. What do you think? Well, ain't nobody realer than Gorilla. Um, I thought it was a good night. Yeah, that was a good. Night. I think it's funny that you know we were all sitting here praising Kyle Fletcher, praising Kyle Fletcher, praising Kyle Fletcher mm-hmm. just for his tag team partner to make it to the semifinals. <laughs> and obviously, things happen to make that happen. Yeah, but it's still very funny. Uh, Kyle Fletcher did look great. I did prefer the Yoshihashi match as well. Um. And Tamatango versus Arenari was fine. Yeah, completely a serviceable match, I would say, for that for night six. Yeah. Speaking about serviceable ma- serviceable matches, in my opinion, night seven, Evil versus Jeff Cobb, and then oh, uh, real bad, and then Will Osprey versus Mark Davis. So let's talk about Evil versus Jeff Cobb real quick. I did not find this enjoyable. I thought. Evil and Jeff. I was surprised how boring I thought Jeff Cobb was in this match. I thought Evil was boring in this match. It was just a super 
boring, evil style match that I just could not get into. Yeah, it was real bad. Stunk. It it um wait, 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 wait. Let me let me go into the ratings real quick. I gave it I gave it two and three quarters. I gave it uh one and a half. Uh, but it's still not the lowest rated match I think I had this whole tournament. It was also 17 minutes long, and it felt forever. Yeah, yeah. so congratulations to Evil. Uh, he doesn't have the lowest rated match of the tournament. That was that all goes to Toru Yano. Shout out to him. That's true. Half that, star. that match stunk ass. <laughs> yeah, that match stunk ass. This match stunk ass too, but not nearly as bad. Uh, it was, yeah, it was um, pretty forgettable. Pretty forgettable. But, you know, it wasn't forgettable. Will Ospreay, Mark Davis. So this match, yeah. great match. Osprey gets like injured, like tears his shoulder. I don't even remember what exactly the injury is. This dumbass. He Always like hurting. near the beginning of the match. Yeah. And then goes the rest of the match with uh, whatever injury he has. And a shoulder tear or something. Yeah, I think it's a shoulder tear. I'm going to look that up. Um, it just kills it. Just this, what an insanely great match this is. Just out of nowhere, like it's the it's the. Com- is it out of nowhere though? No, it isn't. And you're right. It's <laughs> not out of nowhere. It's Will Osprey. It's out of nowhere that this guy, I guess, could tear his shoulder and still have a great match where he's like lifting guys and doing all this crazy stuff. Like he's still doing it. Well, you wouldn't have known. No one knew he was hurt until obviously after. True. Yeah, you would never so, have known. You yeah, would never. Have known. And I think that's a credit to him and. You know, he, he's talked about in the past how he's fought through injuries and you don't really know. Like, he fought through that neck injury that made him drop the belt. Yeah. He could have fought through that neck injury, actually. He didn't. Smart. Which was smart. Um, but yeah, this was great. One of the, one of the better matches So uh, through the cup. I was going to say so far, but we're already to the last day. So one of the better matches. Uh, Mark Davis was excellent as well. I think I think these are I think Kevin Kelly had a great point um on the not it was one of the it was the night that Mark Davis did commentary, but he had a great point that Aussie Open has now established themselves as not only a great tag team but great singles competitors moving forward, and that'll only help them in the long run. So get these mother truckers in the G one. I mean why not? Why not? I have the feeling that the G1 this year is going to be slightly less. I mean, it's going to be less people, obviously, than the last year with four blocks. But uh, I think it's it's going to be a smaller bracket. I don't know if they'll be in the G1. If they're not going to be in the G1, have them. We're showcasing now. I mean, obviously, with Mark Davis against Osprey, I mean, it was Osprey, so he's going to have a great match. But I think post that, I thought the. We'll talk about more about the Evil match. I thought that was a great match, too. And. Uh, you know, he had a match against, I think it was Sonata, I believe it was today, that, uh, I don't know, I, I, I'm I hearing more about Sonata's looks than I am about the match itself, but I have to imagine that was still pretty good. Um, well, he doesn't look like a werewolf anymore. He doesn't. So. He doesn't. But it, it's like, yeah, with Kyle Fletcher, Yoshihashi, and Goto match, they're pretty good. With Mark Davis, obviously the Osprey match is going to be pretty good. We'll talk about the Evil match. And I have to imagine the Sonata match was also pretty good. So, yeah, I... I don't know if there'll be singles G1 action just because it'll be smaller blocks for sure. Back down the two probably for sure. But I mean, I would rather have the two of them in, in different blocks than, you know, you, you know, name some names and then we'll, we'll go from owns. there. 
Chase Owens is an easy one. Balak Fale. Yeah. Toroyano. Yes. Yes. Get him out of there. Get I, that mother truck out. Get him out of here. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really, really great match. Um, next up was night eight. David Finley versus Great Okan and Shota Umino versus Zack Sabre Jr. I'll let you go first, Scotty. People, this was my favorite night of the tournament. That was that didn't include like Okada and Tanahashi in a main event at the anniversary show. Um, David Finley just has a good style as a heel, folks. It's been decided. It took me, it, you know, because you and me said, rightfully so, that we need to wait until after the Ishii match to see what the actual style is. All right, put him in there with Great Okan, a guy that I am very up and down with personally. I thought this was really good. I thought this was the best Great Okan singles match I've seen since. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. I could. I was. I was really trying. Maybe he w- no, because the, he did the crappy stuff with Shingo. I have no idea. I have no idea when sh- the last time Great Okan had a great singles match. Maybe in the G one sometime. Probably. Maybe. Probably. No idea. I, I would have to say that. I'd say G one's a good guess. Um, but David Finley, I think he was the right choice for this story that they're going with. Right, like him and El Fantasma don't like each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very intriguing to see how that eventually goes. His in-ring style is rough. It's hard-hitting. You know, there's a little, there's obviously healness to it. But there's also the, not a lot of Jay Whiteness to it. Yeah. Which is, I think, why it's so refreshing. And I like Jay White's style, don't get me wrong. But I think David Finley finding his own style is what makes it so refreshing. That's interesting that you say that because I'm almost the opposite. Wow, really? I feel that he is very much Jay White light. Jay Light, oh, if you will. Oh, I don't see any Jay White to him. I feel only Jay White-isms. I, I feel like it's him cosplaying as Jay White. Wow. I, I'm so out of David Finley. Because it wasn't this match that made me out of it. It was like, I saw this match and I was like, all right, it was really the, what was his next match? The uh... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Showed a sure. match where I was just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could get like it's not enough. Like I've seen him have greater matches, and like th- his this style is just sort of like he can work, but now he's doing more talking and the, you know, the Jay white stuff of talking mid match stuff. It's like, 
I don't care. Just go wrestle. Effort guy. Just go See, wrestle. That's how I felt about Trey White. And I now I'm feeling feel that about David Finley. I, I just feel like he is just not doing enough. I feel like I feel like he needs I want to see David Finley post G1 because I think he is ear to me, he feels very similar to a Jay White. And I want him to figure out his own thing because it feels right. like he's just a replacement for White. And I, I don't like Well he is. <laughs> he is he's very he very much is. But I definitely feel that and I am frustrated by it. And I I don't I want more. My, I want something different. I want something different. What my main critique is for him mm-hmm. because I do think there's one thing that bothers me. He doesn't feel at all like a main event guy. At yeah. all. Like that's my main problem with him. He True. feels like a good hand on the roster. Yes. That you'll be able kind of like what Juice became in his career yeah. there. He feels like he's in that juice range. And I don't know what will get him to that next level. Maybe it's winning this cup and going against Okada and showing something. That's obviously always a good try. Um, but I think that's my main thing. And and maybe that's probably why I don't see the Jay White isn't enough because Jay White to me was a made guy pretty quickly when, you know, when once he got with Gato. Yeah, uh, yeah. It took it took Jay White a little bit. Like I remember his seeing his debut match. It, it definitely like took a little bit for him to get yeah. into it. Yeah, um, for sure. But I don't know. It just I don't know. It is something about David Finley that I'm just not clicking with. I want him to be more of his own guy. And this the dyed beard, the terrible beard dye job, the 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 working the 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 talking in, in his work. I'm just. I hate I hate talking in wrestling. I don't want people to talk. Just do moves. Just shut up and do moves. That's what I. That's my whole thing. Shut up and do. moves. I can't moves. believe you like Jay White. <laughs> that's his entire thing. <laughs> yeah, that's well, literally that's Jay White as a. Well, I, I started to not like Jay White as much uh, near the end of his run. Admittedly, uh, now granted he did have like a five star match at Wrestle Kingdom. I think this year. Uh, but you know that's fine. That's fine. That doesn't help my cause. Your your match of the year two years ago was Jay White talking for an entire forty five minutes. Yeah, that's true. I people change. People change. They do. They do. I would. I would love it for you to go back and watch that. Match. I well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> that was also and the, yeah. Yeah, I love that match. And then two years yeah. later, we got more Jay. We still got Jay White talking, and it started to have diminishing returns. Yeah. And now we have a different guy doing a similar thing to a guy that I thought was a slightly better wrestler than David Finley. And so I, that's where I might frustrate. Oh, I on. definitely think Jay White's a better wrestler. Yeah. So that's um, where I'm like. That's where I'm like. It's Jay Light for me. Is that interesting? It's it's just not. It's just not there for me. Well, it's just, I think it's the, just doing the same okay, thing. Okay, so I understand that. I, I think the talking heel is so overused by now. Oh, so I'll agree to that. Yeah. That that's not a David Finley problem. That is a wrestling problem. No. Um, you know who needs to do more of that? Jake Lee. That's what he needs. You need more if you're gonna stand there at least. You say want something. the damn talk. <laughs> you I, want that shit. I want him to talk. Do something. Just do something useless. Just, just say something, my guy. Yeah, I think I think with Finley, the one thing he'll he'll always be 
okay with is that he doesn't have so for me he didn't have dead spots that's why i don't call him jay jay white like there isn't the long like going out of the ring and walking back and forth and, true he's not doing that heel stuff jay, hey david finley get the fuck out you know, kind of like I said to Jay White once once or twice when uh, he would be defending that title. Uh, yeah. Last year, I was like, can you just can you just get in the ring, you stupid? Uh, him, him and Roman Reigns is going to be the fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be so bad. <laughs> uh, him and... Uh, actually, I need to see that because it's just going to be 45 minutes of them talking to each other. Jay White's going to put him down. He's going to be like, yeah, yeah, you you know, the bloodline, the Bullet Club are not the same. <laughs> and then and then Roman's going to hit him and it's going to be like, yeah, something, something about The Rock and something, something about you you hurt my family and something. And then, and then the match is just going to end by me shutting the tv off because i got fucking annoyed anyways i hope anyways. i hope their main event title match is just a debate tournament <laughs> just a debate Summer, series silver slam they got two podiums in the middle of the ring you got you got david you got david you got david lagreca in the middle trying to be the moderator again just so i can have paul Heyman and Gato yelling at each other. <laughs> Gato's there for no reason. Die! Die! <laughs> Kiwi Crusher. <laughs> Just yelling Kiwi Crusher at him. <laughs> oh, I don't even know how we ended up here. No, no, no. I blame Jake Lee. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Shout out Umino versus Zack Sabre Jr. Did you have anything to say about that? I loved this match. I thought it was really good. What'd you, what'd you, what were, what'd you I, it is my favorite New Japan Cup match. this Of this year? Great. Yes, of this year. Ever. You, you stop. You, I was like, I was like, definitely not ever. You stopped me in my tracks there. I was like, yeah. Well, what? Yeah. No, it is my favorite because it's the match that Shota needed. Mm. He desperately needed this match. Mm-hmm. Um, after that Naito match, that was obviously a flop. He he needed to sh- he needed to show the main event side of him. Mm-hmm. And they did it in a way I never expected them to. In that he played Zach Saber Jr.'s game just as good as Zach Saber Jr., right? He's attacking limbs and he's incredibly aggressive. And these two were just beating the snot out of each other. Yeah. And I was like, well, this, not, this is the snot and blood out of a first case. And I, I, the one last critique that I have for Shota Umino until he is a main event guarantee guy is to get rid of the Moxley stuff. Yeah, get rid of it all. And I've said that I've said that before. I will keep saying it until he does, because he hits he everything he had up until that Death Rider was Shota Umino. It had the Shota Umino stamp on it. It didn't have the John Moxley cosplay stamp. And I think that's a great thing for him because, again, you look at this guy and you're like, he's a superstar going to happen. Just just do your own thing. You can do the Death Rider. I'm not saying you have to get rid of it. Yeah. But use it as your signature. Don't get your own finisher. 
find your own finisher. And that's a G1 type thing, obviously, I think, is you find your finish now, especially since he's not winning this uh, New Japan Cup, Mm -hmm. because he would have had to do it at the beginning, kind of like Sonata did. Sonata debuted a new move, and it's, you know, carried him as far as he's gone. That's what I need Shooter to do. But Zack Sabre Jr., by the way, in TMDK has been lovely. Unbelievable. This is the the most I've ever liked Zack Sabre Jr. on a personal Mm. preference because – he does all the technical stuff, but he's also in there just, again, beating the snot out of people. And I think that's much more exciting than just technical on technical on technical. Totally agree. Totally agree. I thought this match was really good. I felt that we got more of the shooter that we have needed. This is uh, the best shooter match I've seen, by the way. I, I think, it, for me, I think it's better because it's it was different. It was the Zack Sabre yes. Jr. He's doing the technical stuff more now, uh, yeah. which is interesting. And he was good at that. Yeah, which I guess makes sense because he went to Rev Pro. <laughs> That's true. That is true. That is true. Um, I think that the interesting thing, if I had to do one critique about Shooter here, is that I've noticed I've noticed this a lot, and we've jokingly said this about Moxley and Naito and Tanahashi, but now I'm going to say this to the Saber is that like Shooter is really good at mirroring his opponents. Mm. Or maybe sometimes as a tag team partner. So he's very good at mirroring his opponents and basically just doing their thing back to them. It's very interesting to watch. And it's yeah. and he's good at it. But it's the thing again of like, he he's great at all these things. He's great at all these things. It's just finding that and clicking it together into... That's why I keep saying post-G1 shooter is going to be great. Is that I think that's where he's going to take all of, oh, he's great at all these different things and mash it all together come out with something that is originally him and this is this is the point this is the point where i'm going to ask a question to you scotty uh that i've been i've been i this is the tease i had at the beginning of the show that i'm gonna give it to you now that because now i think it's a good time to talk about it is that i've been thinking about this for a while it's this this is the classic segment ryan has a random question for scotty uh i wrote it down everything um so i was like (laughs) I was thinking about this for a while and and I was it clicked for me as I was watching weirdly enough the uh TLC match from West Coast Pro between Nick Wayne mm. and Titus Alexander. Good match. Good match. Very good match. Titus Alexander, really good. Very good. I really like Titus. Everyone talks about Nick Wayne, so I, I like to give Titus his due. I, I totally agree. But I was watching that match and I was thinking about like the next wave of wrestlers. And I was just thinking to myself as like, do you think there is anyone right now that is like the next person to change how people wrestle? Like, who is the most cutting edge wrestler right now that is going to usher in the new wave of wrestling? Because when I'm watching Nick Wayne, and I don't think Nick Wayne is this kind of person, and wh- and I, I'll tell you why, and it's because well, I, when I watch, I will, I will Osprey, yes, light. He is he is a Nick Osprey. He's a Nick Osprey. Uh, that is that is what he is. He's a Nick Osprey, um, and he's great. He's a great wrestler, but he's he's ultimately doing Will Osprey. Shooter is somebody that I feel like I don't think he's there. Like he's not cutting edge. He's not. He's. I think he's going to be the next guy, but he's not a, like Okada. He's not Osprey. He's not like the Young Bucks. He's not Omega. He's not bringing in like the next wave of like. Oh, this guy is going to inform how people wrestle for the rest of you know for the rest of their career, like because he right now, like I said, 
it to me it feels like he's just doing other people's stuff back to them he hasn't figured out like his thing yet um and maybe once he does that maybe that will do that but is there anyone that you can think of right now and maybe there's no one and i think that's okay if there's i mean it's not ideal if there's nobody but i think it's okay if there's nobody i was just thinking about like as like those people are now at top osprey okada omega all these people you know, they're starting to get to the point where, like, okay, they probably have, like, five, ten more years left with, like, Okada, uh, Omega. Who is someone that's, like, th- like for you, the next person to to revamp wrestling? Is there anyone, you think? It's a very tough question that I'm asking. I don't... It's, it's weird because that can be a bad thing. How so? We just talked about. We kind of just talked about it with Jay White. Mmm, that's a good point. That's a great point. It could be really bad. Like the heel who talks shit the whole time. That's a revamp for the entire heel mindset in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I would argue, and I would argue that Roman was doing that, and then Jay White like amped it up a little bit more, seeing how it worked with Roman. Well, Jay White did it before. Roman wasn't a heel yet. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Roman was still a baby face. You know, eating dog food or whatever. But I'll say that um, I'll say that Roman was still. Uh, I forgot he was eating dog food. That one, Baron Corbin stuff. I would say that Roman has at least popularized that. I'll say. Oh, for sure, for sure, because it's on a grander scale. Um, though I will always say it's a Jay White thing because that's who did it first. Sure. Um, did it good? Did it well? But did it for too long? Yeah. I'm let me. Sure. Let me yeah, I'm lo- I got honestly. Look- I didn't know the question anyone before he asked me. No, these so. ran- these random questions like, are always on the spot. I like, never hit you. I never anything. pick like I don't want to pick someone like a Vikingo because I think that as we discussed earlier, that's like a lucha libre change mm-hmm. rather than a entire wrestling change. Yeah. Um. Because if you think of a lot of the top guys now, and I think. Like, for, for example, Osprey was a good thing and a bad thing. And I'll lump Ricochet in with him. Sure. In that a lot of indies, you know, started to have the versions of that yeah. that weren't very good. No. Right? So I think that's part of the game, too. Um, we talked about this a little bit with right before we started. The Yuma Anzai like yeah like uh, what about him makes him like everyone's like even shima is like i god this guy's something this guy is great yeah. you know what i mean yeah like with yuma anzai all japan super rookie for those who don't know he he just he just gets it like to, there's so he had a match with shingo yeah that was a good uh, that was a really good match honestly when when the hell was that that what was show? like a month or two ago yeah, that was at um the Big Cork, and I think they did. Yeah, I think it yeah. So we had him in that match with Shingo, and I, I watched that. That was the first time I really, like, you know, was laser-focused on Anzai. And he just gets it in, in that he has, like, the rookie style still. Like, mm-hmm. he hasn't fully switched, but he is adding a little sprinkle to what he wants to bring to the table. Yeah. I sent you the video, right? He did like the Junakiyama type jumping knee. Yes. But it's different because he's jumping out of the freaking building when he does it. 
like Takeshita does in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah, that rising knee. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if he's that next guy. He definitely can be based off what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I when, He, I can't say for sure because I haven't seen his whole arsenal, obviously, yet. But when you're pinning Shima as a super rookie, you know. Um, Man, this is not an easy question. Maybe there is no one. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I've always spoken about, I've always been like a guy that, and I don't think this is like the next cutting edge guy, but this is someone that was also uh, uh, the subject of of dumb conversation. That I've always pushed back against the idea that like, Ray Phoenix is like the Ray Mysterio of AEW, like the like the next Lucha guy that's like doing these crazy right. moves. Everyone and stuff. just calls him Ray. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's always been Dante Martin. To me, Dante Martin has always been the guy that's like coming out of here with like crazy ass moves that you've never seen before. That has always been like that is the Ray Mysterio to me. It's just he doesn't wear a mask. He's not an actual lucha. Oh, he did wear a mask at one point in time, but he's not like an actual luchador kind of guy. But he's doing sure. things that that amaze me time and time again and i think there are elements of that that amaze me that we'll see a lot of his stuff but i mean we've kind of seen a lot of stuff already but it's stuff that like to american audience that i've I've never seen before in america wrestling that i've seen dante martin do that i think has been really good and i was thinking about yeah i I think it's a question to think about i think that's what wrestling a question wrestling fans themselves should think about and i would love uh our audience to like you know tweet at us at Count Pod, if you're watching it live to in the Twitch chat or YouTube or Facebook, to uh, if you think of anyone, I would love to hear. Uh, I think like Darby <sighs> Allen has a little bit of that, but when you think of Darby, everyone compares him to like Jeff Hardy, and so it's like, is that cutting edge? Is that the new thing? And so that's what I mean. It's like, is there someone that you think is like whole being wholly their own right now? I mean, Jeff, I would say Darby has made it his own for sure, but. I don't know. Is there anyone that you feel like is making it their own? That's that's really what I'm kind of going for. And I don't know. And I honestly don't know if there's anyone. Honestly, I I, I it's something I've been thinking about. I think Daniel Garcia had it for a little bit, and with yeah, he lost it. He was the first person that came to my mind, and then I was like, well, this latest round of JAS, I'm like, I I, I don't know. He kind of stinks though. I understand Not, why he doesn't he, stink as a wrestler, but the current shtick that he has to do. I understand why he's doing it. He's doing it for heel heat. You know, I get that, but I don't know. He was the first person that came to my mind. That's why you say that. Yeah. Um, he was someone that came to my mind, too. Like, do you think Ricky Starks, MJF are doing something? Maybe MJF. No. Maybe in terms of promo. Maybe. MJF, I guess. But he's just going back to old school, mixing it with new school. So maybe that is something. Maybe yeah. that is something. He's bringing old school, making it new school. Yeah. Um, I think that's totally valid. The only person... Uh, and maybe, and this is very niche, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it will help me overall long term because I don't think many will copy from them. But I'll go with maybe Suzu Suzuki. All right, yeah, I could see, I could feel that. I can feel That's that. That's the maybe. only person that feels like they have a very specific. Mm-hmm style to themselves that i can say 100 percent. i don't really see much copying from yeah like i don't see her her copying from a lot of people and maybe that helps that she does death matches too so it kind of has to make her be unique sure um that's the only person that i feel like i can maybe say because everyone else we brought up 
it's like, well, they could have. I think I think Dante Martin's definitely a good. It, it'll take more time to yeah. see where he goes because he does the same three things. Um, but he taught he th- threw something in new this week. So you know, with the uh, frog splash, Ooh. which was just a frog splash ultimately. So yeah. maybe that does actually hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think Suzu would be the only person that comes to my mind that, like, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a screen of wrestlers throughout the world. Yeah, and she's the only one right now. But yeah, because not Nick Wayne. MJF's, I think MJF might be a good one just because he's putting old school and new school into one. Yeah. And that he just doesn't wrestle enough for me to like confidently say. No, I completely agree. (laughs) And I completely agree. It's, it's very tough to say MJF because it's not like in terms of wrestling, like who, like I'm trying to think of like, (laughs) I got one. I got one. Jake Lee. We're the worst. He sure is making a new style. Yeah. I'm doing nothing for 40 minutes. It's just, I'm trying to think of like, who is the guy right now, guy or girl, that people are going to copy five years from now? You know, like, like an Osprey, like an Omega, you know, like an Okada. Like the Okada really like showcased the epic of wrestling. They're just copying everyone's. I, I think, I think the answer to that is that we, we just aren't going to know for a while because yeah. everyone's trying to copy Osprey. Everyone's trying to copy Daniels. It's still happening right now. It's still happening. Yeah. The copying. Yeah. The copying's happening at a large scale. You know, you know who I think I will give credit to because you can't copy. You can't copy Kenny Omega. True. I mean, people and certainly try to emulate that style. You know, I think that's more unique than anything else. You can't copy him. What's interesting is that it feels like people have like certainly tried to emulate that Omega style, and then it felt like the Osprey style overtook yeah. the Omega style because because I think Omega Omega style it's very unique to him mm-hmm. rather than Osprey's is very unique to Osprey. It's why he does it the best. Sure, but a lot of it is being unbelievably athletic yeah yeah and that's why we see the likes of a nick wayne able to do it mm-hmm. but nick wayne my guy please learn how to throw a forearm no that's like fair. and i think that's why he stands out for people but if you watch will osprey and you watch nick wayne it's like it's night and day i'll also say this the osprey style probably overtook the omega style way more because of how independent wrestling spreads. You know, we had this conversation last week a little bit, like how much GIF wrestling, like GIFs play into the like current independent wrestling scene and how people know each other. I mean, when AEW started, what were some of the things that helped get people hired? GIFs. You know, it's like that Osprey style, those GIFs go, they trend. Uh, they trend easily. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just interested to like, I, I would love to know. And the, I, I think we're sort of coming around to it's like, there's no one yet. There's no one that's been a clear next person yet. And that's what I'm someone like I'm constantly looking for is like, who could be that guy? Who is, who has the potential to be that guy? Does Shooter have the potential to be that guy? I think maybe. I just haven't. If he seen mixes it all that into his own style, then maybe. I agreed. Completely agreed. 
I just he he's needs doing to... Zack Saber Junior shit, then switching to Naito, and then Tanahashi, and then Moxley, and then does his own thing to like cap it all off. It's like, all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I want, and that's what I want to figure out, and that's what I'm trying to solve with Shooter. Let's keep moving along back to the New Japan Cup. Um, New Japan Cup Night Nine, Mark Davis versus Evil. It's not a versus Naito. I got a shocking revelation for you, Scotty. My match of the tournament is on this night. And it's not the main event. (laughs) No, baby. It's evil. (laughs) Evil versus Mark Davis. I went four on. Wow. I thought this match was great. It was everything I want in terms of like the house of torture bullshit, like constant constant barrage well it's like evil mark davis had a good solid opening part of the match and then when it like devolved into the chaos and devolved into all this stuff i love the chaos i love everyone getting involved and booing their shit i love the 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 feel-good victory of mark davis like that's this match made me feel something scotty and that's what i wanted to do is that when evil doesn't work he does not work but when he does he gives such a good feel good victory for the guy to win i felt it with that tamatanga match with evil and i felt it here with mark davis it's when it clicks it can click and i love it baby that's what i want and that's why we're a pro evil podcast baby this is not a gimmick this is reality i thought this match was great that was fine <laughs> I think I'm out on an island for sure. I'm gonna look at cage. Well, man. no, because a lot of people hyped it up to me. Really? I actually had a lot of people hype it up to me. I think that's probably why I walked into it. It was like, oh, because the excitement of how they all put it together, I thought was great. Yeah, like I, th- I thought they put it together great, but the actual wrestling, I didn't like necessarily love like i i agree with you wholeheartedly with the evil tamatonga match i thought that was fantastic mm-hmm. I, I still in my head so it has to be um like this match i will forget about i will forget about this match and maybe it, maybe i liked all the interference because it worked out like taking out each part of House of Torture and stuff like that, and yeah. the excitement of Mark Davis pitting evil. Yeah. But I uh, just, uh, I, it got the job done. It, it did exactly why evil exists. Exactly. And that's, and that's and the thing. People need that, to realize that. Yeah. That, it yeah. gets the job done. I'm 100, well. I think I'm 100% on the island. Uh, by four cage match, forty-seven votes has it a six point one seven, so basically <laughs> a three. <laughs> uh, you might be on an island. Hey, the island's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's the, I, to me, it's my island of re- re- my island of uh, relevance. Yeah, the relevance evil. Mark Davis, yeah, That's <laughs> the triumvirate. That's my triple threat. That's my triple threat, baby. And then the main event, of course. I mean, this is the big talking point. Sonata versus Tetsuya Naito. Not only does Sonata win in 24 minutes, but then post-match joins just four guys and becomes a unit of good-looking... Sorry, just five guys. Can you believe it? Burgers and fries. Um... (laughs) Just five guys? Burgers and fries. Peanuts? You want some peanuts? Don't have an allergy. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, okay, so the match I thought was had good parts, boring parts, kind of what I expected. Sure. Um, not really what I care to talk about here. Sure. What I do care to talk about is all the aftermath. Him pinning Naito clean, big deal. Big deal. And then joining with just four or five guys. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, it's definitely interesting. They're yeah, it's a push. It's a push, and one that I think they've wanted to give Sonata for years now. Yep. So it's not shocking. Yep. He's obviously the leader now. Um, he has that or energy. at least in my eyes, he is. If he wins this cup, he has that. He has that leader yeah, energy. Yeah. And and you know why I like it? If they go down the King's Road, because that's what him and Tai Chi are, all mm-hmm. Japan pro- products. Mm-hmm. Then I think that could make them really unique to this promotion. Yes. And now I need to. I didn't see Sonata's match today, so I don't know if he changed anything. He probably didn't. Let me see if it has um, ratings. But to me, Tai Chi's switch wasn't like a one day thing, either. Yeah. Tai Chi's Tai Chi's road to becoming a all Japan style guy in a new Japan style ring. Yeah. Gradually happened. And I think if that's what we get with Sonata and this group as a whole, they have a lot of potential. Agreed. But I love Tai Chi. I think Tai Chi's doing great work right now. Yeah. Even even though he got eliminated in the first round. Against Sonata, I like what these two could do together as kind of a top two in a faction. Mm-hmm. It's it's and I think they could be a great tag team, by the way. Um, I think they'd be a really good tag team. But I'm excited. I didn't think I'd be saying that, but I am excited. Um, and I think they have a good supporting cast. I think, uh, Kata, is it Kanemaru and Doki? Yep. I know Takamichi Doki, but yep. it's Kanemaru and Doki who I think are pretty. They had that really good tag match with um, TJP and Akira? Yes. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. So. I'm into it. I'm. I'm a just for <laughs> have me join. Let's call it just six guys. Am I right? <laughs> no, nah, it doesn't work as much. I, hope, I like just I five. Hope, guys. <laughs> I hope more and more people join it every day. <laughs> just become just twelve guys, uh, just hanging out doing. It's wrestling. super funny. Taka counts because Taka is pretty much just a manager. Yeah, they'll toss him into a match here and there, but he's literally just there to be a corner guy, which I like, by the way. I liked how Taka Michinoko was wearing those glasses that Johnny Depp wore in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. Yeah, like the yes. sunglasses and everything. He just the big old goggles. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I'm I'm. I like just five guys. I like five guys burgers and fries too, but I like just five guys. Mm-hmm. I I think just as much. And with this new Sonata look that I see going around, yeah, I'm shaved. excited about that too because he doesn't look like a werewolf anymore. No, he shaved. He's he's clean faced. He's got black hair, short black hair. He's it looks good. He looks like he's come to play. I haven't seen anyone talk about the match itself yet, but to be fair, it's a weird match, anyways. Him versus Mark Davis to kind of debut the new version of Sonata. You're right because the plan here was going to I would have to imagine Osprey yeah. was going to be against Osprey, which I think that would have been the perfect match to do it. Yeah. Because then you're going to play to the story, too, like of Sonata getting redemption over Osprey to advance to the finals. We didn't get that because 
Osprey got hurt. So I I do think there is a bump in the road of getting Sonata to that new role, new spot that he has. But I'm still excited. It's yeah. nice to be excited about Sonata. Because let me tell you, folks, Sonata's a guy I always want to be excited about. Yeah. Because I have seen it. Yeah. I see how good he can be. Yes. I know it's in there. It just doesn't always happen. Yeah. It doesn't always happen. And I think he being pushed by kind of himself to make this work Mm -hmm. will make it all really, really good. And I want it to be good. We all want it to be good. It has to be be good. (laughs) Really has to be good for this guy. We don't want, we, you don't want to give a guy that you've been trying to push for years as a serious thing, uh, a brand new gimmick, you know, a sort of a darker, you know, leader gimmick, and him end up being like the same guy who just sort of like stands in the ring, not talking at all. That would be, and that would be a terrible idea. That'd be a terrible idea to do that. Like, like you, like, like if Jake Lee wouldn't work at all. No, no. And I think Sonata is infinitely better than Jake Lee. And we just, we did compare him to Jake Lee earlier in the episode, but I think this is the opportunity to separate that. Hopefully some more. Yeah, I mean, we could be eating absolute crow. Maybe the match sucked. <laughs> I saw a gif, and it was Mark Davis doing his uh, the close your eyes pile driver where he picks up a guy and then like turn. You know, the he's he picked up a guy and then slammed him down immediately. Perfect, loved it, great. All right, I'm so I'm so I'm not worried. Not worried. Night ten, David Finley versus Shota Umino. Kind of talked about this. Hey, already. hey, hey! Important. What? Important? Huh? Important. Who? We have one cage match rating for Sonata and Mark Davis. It's a nine. Yeah, good, good start, people. That main evented. Yeah, it was a main event. Holy shit. Mark okay. Davis, baby. <laughs> Mark Davis, the main event. I love it. I love it. Uh, night 10. Oh, we kind of already spoke about this a little bit. Shota Umino versus David Finley. I said I was kind of like ant about it. Uh, how did you feel about it? That show, I thought Shooter looked better than David Finley. Yes. Which... Yes. He he brought the aggression from the Zack Saber Jr. match. Yes. And really put it into his character here. And I was like, all right. Yes. There we go. Yes. You have found something. You are rolling now. Keep it going. Yes. Of course he lost, so he can't fully keep it going. But he kept it going to a certain degree. I think I thought that was really good. That was my biggest takeaway. Mm-hmm. And I think that may discredit what I was saying about David Finley earlier now. It, yeah, I was about to say it does play into my thing that like shooter, I think. Got a little bit more of the aggressive thing, but he overshadowed David Finley, the guy who wins this match, who is like, come on, man, do... He needs to be... He shouldn't be overshadowed by Shooter, by Shooter Umino. That's my... No. So I've seen some people... Oh, my God. What? Wow. Some people call... And I'm looking at the cage matches as the things start rolling in. Some One person said that Tamatonga and David Finley was the match of their tournament. Um, so... All right. All Crazy. Right. I'm excited. But I can see that happening because Tamatonga's energy yes. might bring out the best of David Finley. Yes. I can see um, that. Anyways, anyways, to this. This was the shooter show where he lost. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about Tamatonga, he was the main event. Tamatonga versus Hiroki Goto, last match of the tournament that we've seen. Good uh, match. Yeah, pretty good. Kind of, this is like the expectation I have for both of these guys now is like, yeah, pretty good. 
Yeah. Not like anything special. It's pretty good. And then they'll, you know, sometimes we'll get that like really great match out of mm-hmm. nowhere and it gets you amped. Mm-hmm. But it's not a bad spot to be in. No, not a bad spot. Uh, so the semifinal matches were, you know, of course, David Finley, Tomatonga, Mark Davis, and Otto. We're hearing good things. Hearing great things. We've heard match of the, the match of the tournament. Obviously. We've heard nines. We've heard greatness. Yeah, well, what's what's our final? Huh? Our final spoilers. Our final is going to be David Finley versus Sonata. Bold, bold, bold the final. but bold, but very smart because you're trying to establish new. Yeah, right. You're st- hmm. That, that I feel like has sort of been emblematic of this tournament. It, like the idea of New Japan walking into this tournament has been shaped differently coming out of this tournament. Mm-hmm. We are pushing a lot of new in this tournament and this New Japan Cup, as it were. And that <laughs> that is good. And I would yeah. say, no matter what we slice it, no matter if I don't like it or or I do like it or it's working yet or it's not working yet or whatever whatever way you want to what way ever you want to slice it new is going to be a good idea it's just all about the execution and tomorrow we'll final we'll have those finals and see how they're executing it the finals are wednesday i believe they're tomorrow let me me double jump that i believe Um, yes oh they're tuesday they're tuesday Finals are Tuesday? Yeah, so split the difference. <laughs> you think it was Wednesday, me yeah. think it was Monday. Split that diff. Uh, they on Tuesday. Split that diff. Uh, all right. Well, shit. Interesting. Um, of course, we'll talk about that next week. I think, I'll just say it now, I think Sonata wins, and then David Finley goes and wins the Never Openweight. Never Openweight title from Tama? Yeah, it'd be Tama. That's true. Match. I think that's a good way to kind of get both of them over yeah i agree i like i kind of like i don't know what just five guys are like i don't know what the mindset here is or the heels or the baby faces Same. I, like sonata leaving on naito you would think it's a heel thing because lij's the baby faces yeah no idea i guess i'll i guess i'll maybe see in this match because he fought mark davis who united empire is clearly baby faces now yeah so but after that evil match surely yeah yeah exactly so it'll be interesting to see you know what i also thought about after the naito sonata match no i don't naito (laughs) naito is never going to win the main event of the tokyo dome again or for New Japan, I should say. <laughs> he did technically win it recently. No. He, no. Be, that idea of Naito's got to get his roll call, right? Since then, Evil left the group, and now Sonata left the group. He had Teton joined. That, that's, a, that's a bonus. But uh, I was like, there's yeah. no way. There's no way we're ever going to get that anymore. That roll call. The group is slow. The group has lost so many people. It's now just four guys. Five. Who's the fifth guy? Bushi. Bushi, Shingo, Naito, Hiromo, Teton. Yeah, you're right. It was six. Now it's just five guys versus just five guys. I wonder what heavyweight they'll bring in. Eventually. Eventually. Not 
as soon as possible. I could see the idea of like Hiromu eventually being like the leader of Lij, if not Shingo, or just the group disbands and they figure something out. But I wouldn't disband the group. It's a huge merch seller. But I don't know. Yeah, you're not disbanding that group. If you're not disbanding Bullet Club, you're not disbanding Lij. That's good. That's true. That's true. I don't know. It's just interesting. There's like I had that realization of like, oh yeah, that's never happening now. He's never going to win the Tokyo Dome. Naito's like the best case study in the world because mm-hmm. he's so important to New Japan, yet they rarely give him the ball. Well, th- well, it's not necessarily that they never give him the ball. It's the idea of like his his character is always like, ah, uh, he can't he can't get that next thing. Yeah, it's like he tries to get the thing, but it doesn't work. Something happens, it doesn't happen. You know, it's always like ah, he he can't get he can't he can't convert on the fourth down. He's all that's always his thing. He has this great drive. Ah, I can't do it on the fourth down. You know what I mean? He he literally is used in the biggest spots every single time they need to get someone. Off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This year with Sonata. Last year was Zack Sabre Jr. in the Japan Cup mm-hmm. and wrestling against um, Okada like 75 times. Yep. Osprey in the semifinals last year, the G1, mm-hmm. which was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, like he is so, and, and I, I always think it's funny how people are like, you know, you know, Naito's not the same guy. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's amazing. He's still great. <laughs> Still certainly he, great. Did you see that Muto match? He made that shit better than it had any right of being. <laughs> He's not, and, and I think that's kind of like the Kenny conversation. He's not going to do what he did with Kenny once upon a time. No. Anymore. He's a different wrestler now, but he's still great. I can watch this guy hammer home elbows for like 10 minutes and then be like, yeah, let's go. Let's get going. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he just does that shit. And so it's, it's, He's a guy people should copy, but I don't think you would copy Tetsuya Naito. Well, the problem with you copying Tetsuya Naito is you break you your knees. You have to be as popular break... as Tetsuya <laughs> yeah. Naito. You break your knees, you break your back, and you constantly have to have a story of always trying to get the next thing, but never quite getting it. Like... And be the most popular wrestler in Japan. Yeah. Well, that's all you got to be. <laughs> that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Okada can't even do that. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yes, he can. <laughs> Okada can reinvent himself, get it super over, and then it's like, okay, I'll do that. Do another thing. Just, he's so good. Okada's so good. Yeah. What a what a. They're lucky they had all of them at yeah. the same time. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. God, look look at us doing callbacks to earlier conversations. God, what are we a great podcast or what? Yeah, what are we talking about? Four pillars. <laughs> just fucking we're we're a great goddamn podcast. Um, let's talk about impact sacrifice. We're a great goddamn podcast. Podcast. Alright, just move on. There's no summation of this podcast more than trying to compliment ourselves and failing. We're the Naito of podcasts. That's what we are. <laughs> just constantly can't quite get there. <laughs> well, you're doing that because you're trying to stay awake. <laughs> Mostly, yeah. You watching yeah. Startup 4 in, the, 4 in the morning. <laughs> just trying to open up your eyes. <laughs> Trying to stay awake. Uh, impact right, sacrifice. <laughs> you look insane. Uh, you look insane. Ugh. You look crazy. Impact sacrifice happening this Friday, March 24th. 
Did a little bit of a prever, prever, teaser preview last week of this card. Like, this run, podcast is great, baby. Let's run down this card for you, Scotty. We have a six-man tag team title main event. Uh, it's going to be Time oh. Machine. Kushida. Six-man tag title main event? No, uh, six-man tag team main event. I might have said title oh. meant team. Kushida, Alex Shelley, and Chris Saban taking on the team of Josh Alexander. Rich Swan and Frankie Kazarian. Well, I can't see that being bad. No, that looks pretty good. <laughs> that should be. And it's a main event. Main event. No way that main event. Oh, you haven't seen the rest of this card. <laughs> I know what the women's match is. That's true, but this is going to be the main event, undoubtedly. That, that main that women's match main event the last time it was on pay per view though. That's true, but that was also a different thing. Yeah, maybe hardcore country isn't all that anymore. Well, that women's match, let's talk about it. I, well, I do think that six man's gonna be very good. Um, oh yeah. You look it up paper, you're like, oh, right. and they were, they're basically the sacrifices. Basically, that main event is building to the New Japan Impact show. Oh my God, Osprey and Bailey isn't gonna happen. Oh no, you're right. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we have no idea how long the injury is, but there that match he is. He said in he needs weeks. to rehab it. Yeah, that match is in weeks. Oh fuck! That was a good run. <laughs> God, how do we uh, here? The I'll, excitement was there. Let me give you something. Let me give you something to to cheer yourself up, okay, Scotty? <laughs> the first ever busted open match: Tommy Dreamer versus Bully Ray. We even talked about the women's match. You just. Well, I well I knew I knew that was going to be an okay match and whatnot, but we need something to cheer us up. First ever Busto Open match. I have to think that's just the first blood match. Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray. Are you excited? Are you amped? Get into it, baby. Tommy Dreamer I, cannot walk, cannot move. Bully Ray, he's a draw, baby. He drew in Atlanta. He's going to draw blood here. Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray. I'm uh, not going to watch it. Yeah, probably same. <laughs> knockouts world title match mickey james versus jordan grace rematch uh was a good match very good match last time uh the stakes are slightly lessened here obviously but um should still be a very good match i think yeah yeah uh yeah. X, X, X division title match train miguel defending his title against santino morella's hand-picked opponent Oh, oh, I heard Santino Morella, and I didn't hear the S at the end for a second. <laughs> How excited were you? Half a second. I was terrified. <laughs> um, you know, I think what's part of the problem with Impact right now. What's that? The X Division title was the best part of, like, every show they had last year consistently. Yeah. I don't. I think this is going to be the first time I see the X Division title on one of their shows this year. In a single Actually, match, I think. Yeah, yeah. We've done a paper like wasn't on. I think it's been on pre-show every time. Something maybe. I don't. I, like, mean, I think I they don't put him in Black Tarus on a pre-show. I can't. Yes, I think you're right. I don't yeah. even remember, and that's a problem. It is a problem. It is a problem. Yeah. What the hell are we doing? I don't know. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Myron Reed. That'd be great. Sorry. That would be great. Should be Myron Reed. 
He's a free agent. Why is it? Why can't it be Myron Reed? Agreed. Impact. It's a Tio Morella's pick. That's why. That's true. It's going to be Kozlov. Uh, Impact World Tag Team Title Match Bullet Club. That's right. Bullet Club won the titles on, on TV, and that was a great match. Ace Austin and Chris Bay against TMDK, Shane Haste, and Big or Bad Dude Tito. That was pretty good. I'm excited for that match. That's a TMDK, shut out. I Who's Zack Sabre Jr. at? Yeah, baby. Get him back. Get him back, Bullet Club, for life. Give me, uh, give me some Kosei Fujita action. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. If Kosei Fujita came in to impact. I mean, they, I mean they're setting it up. They got TMDK here, you know? Bring in Fujita for his excursion for impact. I don't know. Yeah, that's worked out really well for Yuya. Well, Yuya, I believe, is injured. Actually, yeah, he got injured in Impact. Yeah, oh well, it against Sammy Callahan. Well, what'd you expect? Uh, heated, a heated grudge match: Giselle Shaw versus Diana Perrazzo. Okay. Revenge is everything. Kenny King versus PCO. What is the show? This show. What happened to is, this promotion? Is the revenge PCO is going after for the whole? Honors for real group that doesn't exist anymore. Is that what it's it for? It must be. I think that's what it it's must for. be. I mean, he's going to get revenge on Kenny King, beat him, and then face Eddie Edwards down the line somewhere. I guess they're they're putting this show on pay per view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is on no, Impact no, no, Plus. No, no, no. This is a, oh, it's an Impact Plus. Okay, Impact okay. Plus show. Impact Plus makes me feel a little bit better. It's Impact Plus. They're never as good. Um. They're always like, yeah, this is fine. It's always building to the next pay-per-view. In this case, it's building to the next show, which is going to be way better, which is the WrestleMania weekend show for the Impact. That show looks way better than this, but that's fine. The fight continues. Jonathan Gresham versus Mike Bailey. That was a great pre-show match. They're going to have, presumably, on the actual show this week. That should be good. Oh, they're putting they're putting that on the pay-per-view? That's on the on pay-per-view. Sacrifice? Yeah, on Sacrifice. Nice. That should be good. That was good last time. Should be good again. Nice. And you know a match that I'm excited for? Oh, baby. If you thought I was excited for the busted open match, wait till you hear about this. The digital media title match, Joe Hendry versus Brian Myers. That is absolute garbage. Yeah, baby. Get into it. Get into it. Brian Myers, you know it, you love it, versus everybody's belief in Joe Hendry. Here we go, baby. That you match, know what I think's more important? Uh, a good pay-per-view? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but do you, do you know, Ryan, what tonight is? What tonight is? Yeah. Um, no. It's the Lucha Libre World Cup, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Featuring Alberto El Patron. God fucking damn it. In the same match as Carlito. Is he going to show up? Which one? <laughs> let's preview. Let's preview the Lucha Libre Cup. We got a little bit. Of time. I got. I got the card here for you. Yeah, let's let's give it to me. We we can do a little bit of preview tonight. <laughs> we got, here's the first round matches for the Women's World Cup because oh. there's two. Yeah, baby. 
Do you see what I'm doing here? Do you see what I'm doing Two. here? Two. Two. The Women's World Cup. Team Mexico. Sexy star two. The good one. Flam. What? The good one. <laughs> the good one. Yeah, I'm happy she added the two to her name. Thank God. Flammer. Right. And Lehedra. I like her. Versus Team Japan's. Yeah. Akino, Mayumi yeah. Ozaki, and Emi Sakura. Yeah. Kind of wild. We got uh, Team United States. Deanna Perrazzo, Camille, and Jordan Grace. Look at that beef. Look at that beef. The, against the rest of the world. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Christy James, Taya Valkyrie, AW's Taya Valkyrie, and Natalia Markova. I believe, I'm looking at Wikipedia. I believe Christy James is no longer on it. Fight! What are you doing to me? Because it's listing. De- D A L Y S Dias La Carabina is a she is a Panama Panamanian Panamanian wrestler. All right, all right, I'm back. I'm back. It's fine. It's oh, it's Delise. Yeah, from CMLL. Okay, from CMLL. Interesting. Well, formerly she left with Negro Casas. Ah, interesting. Yeah, she stinks. So that's tonight. I mean, you're looking at uh, totally United States what? winning versus, yeah, I was gonna say, versus like, Team it, Mexico it's be easily. Team USA. Yeah, 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 sure is. Yeah. Um, team Japan, which is very funny. It's all like, they're all old. Well, yeah. Yeah. Same. At least there is a Team Japan. Anyways, let's look at the men's the men's bracket here. Yeah. We got we got Josh Alexander, Vampiro, and PCO team representing Canada. Team Canada against Team. Oh my God, it's so bad. Team Europe's Joe Hendry, Hedy Carral, Caru, Cara U. I don't know. Oh, never, he's never. from France. He's French. And Tom Latimer. Yeah, baby. We got the U.S. of A. Woo! Sam Adonis. Solid. Johnny Caballero, a.k.a. Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny Elite, a.k.a. Johnny Major League, <laughs> a.k.a. Johnny uh, Johnny uh, Nitro, a.k.a. John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny... Uh, oh, what's the most ridiculous one that he has? Johnny that Revolver? Uh, no, it's be- there's a better one than that. That's one of them. Johnny Revolver. Uh, Johnny jo- Johnny Bloodsport. Johnny Bloodsport's a good one. Johnny Blackcraft. Johnny. C- oh no! I'm gonna give everyone the whole entire rundown oh, that he has oh, here God. on Cage Match. Are you ready? So sorry, folks. John Hennigan, also known as John Morrison, John Superstar, Johnny Superstar, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, Johnny Blackcraft, Johnny Bloodsport, Johnny Cadillero, Johnny Elite. Johnny Game Changer, Johnny Progress, Johnny Down Under, Johnny Hardy, Johnny Showcase, Johnny Wrestlecade, Johnny Warrior, Johnny Hollywood, Johnny Revolver, Johnny Battleground, Johnny Dreamwave, Johnny Nitro, Nitro, Johnny Onyx. I like how it's just promotion names. <laughs> it's just names of promotion. Yeah, and Christopher Daniels, by the way. He's also <laughs> and Christopher Daniels? Against Team Japan's La Estrella. Of Dragon Gate, yep, Takuma Nichikawa and Ukai. All right, I'll have, a, I'll have a guess too. who's gonna win that one. Yeah, yes. uh, we'll have Team Mexico's Tarus, 
Ooh. Pentagon Junior Laredo Kid. So we have our preference of a team here today, folks. If it, is this uh, the return of Laredo Kid? Yeah. Yeah, baby. He's good to go. Against Team Rest of the World, Classy Ali, Rage, and Boom Pinder, <laughs> Gujar from Impact Wrestling. Woo! <laughs> boom Pinder! Then, Get your Boom Pinned heads out. We got Team Latin America, Carlito, Hip Hop Man, and Zumbi. Sure. Against the and I quote <laughs> Dream Team oh. of Psycho Clown, Alberto El Patron, and Hijo Del Vikingo. What sucks is I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> That's what sucks, man. Is I know I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> I know I'm gonna try to watch the Alberto match. And, I'm, and I don't know if I'll be able to get through it. But I know I'm going to watch this. It sucks. You, you mean the multiple Alberto matches. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's winning that one. <laughs> you know you know the Dream Team's winning this thing. Yeah. It's going to be Mexico versus Mexico in the finals. Well, no. It's, it's, it's Team Mexico and Team Rest of the World. The winners of that will face oh, the winners of Dream the Team and Team Latin America. I mean... I mean, Team Mexico's got to win that. I have to think. Toros, Pentagon Jr., Laredo Kid versus Psycho Clown. Oh, it's the Dream Team. The Dream Team's got to win. I mean, I was going to say Alberto can take the fall, but it's the Dream Team. I have apologies. Alberto is not taking a fall. <laughs> Neither is Psycho Clown or Vikingo. Um, Vikingo might. If anyone's going to take it, it's going to be fucking Vikingo, the champion. <laughs> it's wild. I love Triple A. Uh, Versus, yeah, so then whoever's that is going to be Canada and Europe. Probably Canada's going to win because he's got Vampiro. United States is going to win. Canada versus United States. I'll say United States. PCO can eat the fall. And then you've got the United States versus the Dream Team. The Dream Team. God, everyone's long-awaited match. Johnny Caballero versus Alberto <laughs> El Patron. Your boy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. I didn't even realize this was happening. I forgot about it, and now I'm like, well, I guess I am gonna watch. Did you see the Dream Team logo? They have they don't have their world champion in the front. They have Alberto El Patron in the front of Psycho Clown and Vikingo. Is this on Fight Plus, or do I actually have to buy this? It's on Fight. (sighs) Damn it! Damn it! Six hours from now. $23. Womp, womp, womp. All right. I've had enough of this show. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up. <laughs> I've had enough of you. You know what we should do before we wrap it up? We're going to give everyone a little look ski into next week. Yeah, next baby. week. We joked at the top of it saying that this is going to be like a three-hour show next week. And it might be. And it might be. It's going to be hard not to be, actually. Yeah. So next week, we'll have the finals of the New Japan Cup. We'll have Impact Sacrifice. I have a feeling Impact Sacrifice weirdly might make the cutting room floor. Uh, Stardom Cinderella Tournament Night 1. So so happy we previewed that show. (laughs) (laughs) Saying after we preview it, might not He proceeds to say, probably not going to talk about it. Still made us go through it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, got me there. Uh, needed content, baby. Uh, Stardom's in your tournament. May or may not talk about that. Um, we'll talk about it afterwards about scheduling also. Because maybe we'll do this morning. Maybe we'll do it in the afternoon. Maybe. Uh, we have. We should probably talk about that, Scotty. Um, <laughs> just because I know you'll be awake watching that. Um, either way. Uh, then we have a little show called WrestleMania. Have you heard of it? Uh, WrestleMania. We're going to preview that. We're going to preview Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. We're going to preview WrestleMania weekend uh, with a billion shows. I'm going to try to go through and pick out what shows I'm interested in. There's the Collective, of course. There's uh, Supercard of Honor kind of in part of that. There's the Impact New Japan Multiverse United show. That looks very good. I Honestly... Might be show of the weekend for me currently over Supercard of Honor. What hap- What happens when there's no Osprey and Speedball? I'm going to die is what is going to happen. Um, <laughs> Does that lose your top match of the weekend claim? Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, there's Ibushi's wrestling on this weekend, so we can't forget that. We have well, to remember Ibushi. Has my heart. Ibushi is going to wrestle uh, next weekend. Get excited, folks. Get excited. He's back. Allegedly. 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 I think he has a better shot of making it to these shows than Alberto making it to the AAA show tonight. I want I want Conan to tweet out he's in the building and I'll know. And I'll know Alberto is finally there. Like I, I want them oh to Oh my god, all the WrestleCon stuff isn't on fight. What? It's on high spots TV. Oh, bum, bum, Live, though. Live? For free? Or do oh. I need a subscription for that shit? You need a subscription. So is the Prestige Wrestling Show. Is that not on IWTV? It's on live on High Spots TV. What? It is $14.99! But I guess if I only just need to subscribe, that's not a bet. How do I get to High Spots TV? I went to HighSpots.com and it was nothing. It's High Spots, Spots Wrestling TV. High Spots Wrestling Network? What is this? High Spots TV. All right. All right. This is getting me. This is High Spots dot, dot TV. Uh, this is the end of the show, folks. This is how we always end our shows. Yeah, we'll be back next week with a lot. Okay, there you go. Well, they got PWG shows on here, and, you know, they got a... Do they have the most recent PWG show on here? They have Dink. (laughs) You can't call me that, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't calling you that. I was just telling you. I shouldn't say that. I I believe Dink is the reference to someone that passed away, if I'm not mistaken. So I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, yeah. They got got, uh, Double A-W, how I like to pronounce it. They got PWG. They got, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. A lot of fight TV plus. Well, hey, only 15 bucks for all those shows. I mean, maybe I'll I'll pay for it. You think? What if, what if, what if they're all gone after they're live? Because there's no way I'm watching all these live. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Fuck, dude. Oh, man. Danger. These shows, how is, how are these shows going to make money? I just want everyone to know, Emo Fight starts at 2.59 a.m. here on the East Coast. 
I have no idea what the card is for that, but holy, I, Leo Rush is on it. I don't know the card of any of these GCW shows, but I'll look it up lately, uh, soon. We'll talk well, about you're it next week. Oh, you're going to know it next week, Yeah, we'll talk buddy. about it next week. Uh, Scotty, anything to plug? Let's fucking get out of here. What What are we doing? What What are we doing right now? Let's. What anything to plug, Scotty? Match of the week. Uh, match. Oh, Jesus. I'm looking at my match of the week as well. Do I dare do MLW again? He questions <laughs> silently to himself. If you do MLW again, we're gonna have a problem. I'll do uh, Dark Order versus Blackpool Combat Club. Because I don't feel like thinking. Follow me at Scotty Wrestling on. Uh, follow me at Scotty Wrestling on uh, on the uh, Twitter machine. That was a really good match. Yeah, sure was. Um, I'm gonna go with Stu Grayson. Quite good. <laughs> Who could believe it? I'm gonna go with. This may be shocking to you. Bring it all the way back to to early show stuff. I'm gonna go with Rev Pro live in Sheffield March. Dan Maloney versus Michael Oku. I thought that was a really good match. I thought that those two were a really good match. I think Dan Maloney's got something, baby. I think Michael Oku I like. I thought it was a very good match between the two. So go check that out. That's on RevPro. RevPro.tv. Who the hell knows? You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Itzy, Scotty at Scott E. Wrestling. The letter E, of course. E stands for Edwards, I presume. Excellent. Scotty Excellent Wrestling. <laughs> Uh, Scotty Excellent Wrestling, Scotty Extraordinary Wrestling. Who the hell knows? Uh, follow the whole show at Cannot Pod. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, Apple Music Podcast, whatever it's called, wherever. Follow it. Subscribe. We'd appreciate it. Leave a five star review if you can as well. And if you can't, do it. Do it, man. We'll appreciate it. We'd appreciate hey, it. Bye. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's episode. We're slowly making it to the finish line here. See you for three hours next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking to you anymore. Goodbye. We're going to start the show off with Impact Sacrifice next week. We'll see you all then. Goodbye. This has been a Countout Podcast. Hey, have you guys heard of the new show on the Countout Network, the Ichiban Sweetcast? It's the brand new New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast starring the International Wrestling Grand Prix. That's me, your good friend, Curtis Spears. And me, your bad friend, Rafe Houston. And we're here to talk about everything New Japan Pro Wrestling, reacting to everything, getting worked up, getting very happy, sometimes crying. Kind of like like something else we used to do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the old uh, Okada Shorts podcast, right? Ah, that's right. And if you love that show, you're going to love this show because it's exactly the same show. Yeah, we just had to change the name. Yeah, we, we did. But you can check it everywhere on a social media handle that we haven't made yet. <laughs> yeah, we're really new to this. So <laughs> what you can do is search on your favorite podcast catcher of choice. Look for the Ichiban Sweetcast. Sweetcast, Ichiban.